passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil that beach pod? Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene product. Don't be the guy at the beach with Austin Powers chest hair. And maybe you've grown some winter man tits. At least you can make them hairless. It's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com and getting 20% off in free shipping with my promo code Bubba. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full-body grooming game with the Performance Package 4.0. The kit comes with the essential lawnmower 4.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formations to round out your grooming routine. Whether you're trimming your chest or your treasure chest in your pant, doesn't matter. This is the best trimmer on the market. Inside the performance package, you're going to find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner, Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, and Moisturizer. Because we all know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. Nobody likes nose hairs, so their package comes with the Weed Whacker 2.0 as well. You're also going to get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, about a $39 value, and the patented high-performance Reduced Chafing Manscaped Boxers. And if you're wearing sandals, you're going to need to get the Manscaped Shears 2.0 Nail Kit. Having the right tools for grooming is essential. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off in free shipping with promo code Bubba at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off in free shipping with promo code Bubba at Manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles with the besticles at Manscaped.com. Escape.com promo code Bubba. Lummy, you gonna ask some questions this time? You gonna serve it like a bump it along? No, I got some good questions. You got you got, last time? Did you get some good questions in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I think Tony like likes us, and and maybe we're. I think Tony might might want to like come on from time to time. Yeah, I mean, he did a year uh, working for the. Uh, for the NFL in Canada Sports uh, Network, he did a year. Don't start. Don't start. Don't start like bringing up like statistics on Tony Madrich, my friend. Oh, I'm sorry. We're trying to get him to come on my show. Doesn't matter if he did a year anywhere. No, I, that's what I meant. He's he he's he's good. And at... why do we even invite Anna in on Hi. these deals? This is a complete sports show. I lo- I love sports. You do not. Yes, you I hate do. you hate football. it. Oh, where, where did Tony Madrich play college ball? Louisiana. Exactly. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> you should just go get in Gus and go home. No, and no. It... I've been away for too long. I'm sorry. I got I got caught up cleaning the fridge because it's a fucking disaster. Okay. Well, why don't you go back and start cleaning it? Well, I've finished for now. Oh. Yes. Trying to organize it. Ah. You don't know anything about our guest. I. He's a cool guy. He's got a great sense of humor. He's he big. Said, God bless. He likes to work out. Likes to work out. out. We'll talk about fitness. I'm big on fitness. I'm big on sport, just not sports. All right. So you know, whatever. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, you're okay. I just want to let you know. Uh, yeah. Anyway. 
you. Thank you. So much. Did you miss me? No, um, yeah. Um, uh, aspects of you. <laughs> I miss. I missed. I missed the show. Okay. And you're part of the show. That's fair. Because I missed you. <clears throat> and I was itching to get back. And I find myself sticking up for you a lot. Do you have to defend me often? No. But, you know, I <laughs> do, I, I, I do, you know, probably, you know what, you probably have to, in some of your circles, have to defend me, too. No doubt. So I just, and so I. We are I, a family. Some, we sometimes people start talking, Some I'm not going to say who, okay. some, some people will start talking a little bit of shit about you, and I'm like, uh-uh, Back stop. It down. Stop it the fuck right now. Yeah. Because I, like, stop. Right. I don't want to fucking hear it. And in fact, you're going to piss me off because I like her. She's a great co-host. She understands the dynamics of the show. Right. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So shut the fuck up. Right. That's why I tell them. Thank you. Uh, I think we're trying to get, I think we're trying to get Tony Mandrich on. Um, I wonder what he thinks. We, we didn't even get into the cocaine in the White House. Nope. The Bubba Light, nineteen ninety nine. Bubba Lights. Bubba Light. I think Bubba Lights coming down. I think for the uh, for your the the Lummy birthday party. Oh, no nice. way. Yeah, I, I I think that. Yeah. That's next. Hello, Friday. I'm getting ready for Tony Mandridge, but I'll take your phone call. Hello. Hey, hey, Bubba. Uh, sorry, this is Jason. Um, I I so I've been a loyal listener since two thousand one. Um, right. I recently had some friends uh, some friends over at my house. Um, uh, his my buddy's name is Ray. Uh, I guess you know him as Voluntold and his wife. Oh, yes. Candace. Uh, Candace yes. Candace uh, works, Candace. W- works with me at my racetrack. She's very, very, very instrumental on the operation of my track. Yes, sir. Uh, so I had no clue who she was, and they came over to my house, and we, and we just started. I was, I was telling them of, about this radio show I listened to, and she's like, oh, yeah, who? I was like, Bubba, she goes, uh, she. She was telling me that she knows you, and I was like, "Bullshit!" No, no, no. She, she no. She, she. <laughs> hold on. She's got Apple Watch. She's got a um. She's got a royalty ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got yeah, a Bob Army royalty ring. Yeah, Candace and I are very close. She has been working with me um, in my track probably for you know maybe four, three, four, five years now. Um, we speak probably a couple times a week. Yes, sir. She was telling me how you were able to get her over from East Bay and how much of a of a badass that she was, and she is truly a badass bitch. And I wanted just to call you and let you know that we have a mutual friend, and I'm going to try and make it out with Ray and uh, in Candace out to uh, your track, hopefully, um, for the Wiener Dog Nationals. Um, Man, what, Ray's, got, Ray's got a badass truck, doesn't he? he? Silver Ghost, it actually was at my house, uh, oh. the 4th. That, yes, ni- that is a nice truck, man. What a that nice a truck. Bad, that's a bad bitch. But um, I just wanted to call. I'm not going to take up too much time, but I love you guys. Great show. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. <clears throat> It'll be on the internet. There you go. It's my internet pot. It'll be on the internet. There you go. It's my internet pot. I got to turn that down. Hold on. You'll be on the internet. There you go. It's my internet pot. I got to turn that down. Hold on. You'll be on the internet. There you go. It's my internet pot. Lummy, now, do we do we do invite here, Mach? Anything? We're waiting for Tony Manager to pop to Tony Manager to pop up. One minute late, Mandrich. Give me a lap, bitch. Yeah. One minute late. One minute late, Mandrich. Give me fucking ten push-ups. Oh, Lord. you big ogre. Oh no. Two minutes late, Mandrich. 
And they're fucking injecting DECA. <laughs> like it's Fuck. punishment? With some clombuterol. It was a winstrel chaser. <laughs> Lummy, yes. have, have you been in contact with the lovely Tony Mandrich? Yes, I have. Does he know? Is it? Could it be our end? We've been known to have some motherfucking uh, internet issues. I, I I just sent him a message. Uh, I talked to him yesterday. Ready, to, said, ready to, go. to go. Six the Mandrich, give me a lap, bitch. Ten forty Eastern time. He said. I got a lot of questions for Tony Mandrich. Number seventy-seven for the Green Bay Packers, and then seventy-nine for the Indianapolis Colts. Was uh, uh, nineteen eighty-nine NFL draft here? No, sir. It was actually Peyton Manning's uh, blind side, you know, left, left. No, I think he, I think he might've played guard. He played guard and tackle yeah. for the, for, for the Colts. Colts. Yeah. yeah. I think he was referred to as the best defensive line prospect ever. Yes, Not defensive, defensive line, <clears throat> offensive line. That's you what fucking I said. idiot. No, you said defensive line. God damn it. My eyes. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Mandridge, what the fuck? You're missing a team meeting. Jesus. Put down the. Put down the barbells and pick up the phone. Mandridge, Tony, big fucker, six foot five. What is he now? I need to ask him. Oh, there he is. Is that him? That's probably a rip 250. Did you say that was the wind? What do you think? <laughs> what, 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 what was he billed at? He was billed at 6'6", 330. Mm. What are you, Lummy? Like, honest to God, like if like NFL Combine where they really get – the measuring stick out and get you like you know you you may tell people you're six six but really you're six four and three quarters six five and a half like right now this like fucking very much five yeah. three one fourteen six five six five and a half yeah uh, two ninety four Lummy, let's just say three hundred okay six five three hundred okay so you're probably like if I look at you it's kind of like looking at Tony Mandridge yeah because he's Identical. he was billed at six six. <laughs> 330 when he probably is more like 6'5". Right now, he's probably 275. He looks like he's in shape. He is. He says he still likes to work out. Well, yeah, I like, I like doing I like doing interviews. And he is one of my more... one he of my he's new... running five minutes behind. He's very sorry. You photo take a motherfucker. He's probably finishing up that Arnold documentary. Did I tell him to watch it? Uh, well, I his, finished his, it favorite, his favorite movie growing up was Pumping Iron. That's oh, what, was it? That's what I, got him into working out. As per your suggestion, I I watched the whole thing this weekend. Arnold, yeah. yes, honest to God, I wish they you... would have dipped more into the uh, love child deal because obviously that interests me. But they kind of just glossed right over they, that. They did, but they but he owned it. I know, I but mean, I, they, wanted, they did... I wanted really them to get into the minutia. No, you wanted him to like you wanted to have secret footage of him having her bend over the fucking k- kitchen counter, blasting the shit out well, of her. You know me, then... yeah. <clears throat> but didn't you find him cool as fuck? Like, oh, no doubt. Just like... Certainly inspirational, the fact that he can just essentially... Scr- I don't want to say start from scratch, but kind of. You know what the most important... become the best at whatever right. he's doing. And you know what the, one, of the, one, of the, one of my most favorite parts was, is when, they, when they showed that he had turned bodybuilding into... Uh, he, he was a multimillionaire, you know, while he was bodybuilding, owning commercial... Like, he was yeah, smart enough to take... Like, a, yeah, He was smart enough to take the money that he had made in bodybuilding and from endorsing Joe Weider mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and yeah. not blow it. Nope. And instead, you know, which was so cool. Wasn't it so cool when he was walking into that, like that commercial real estate building and he had his office all, yeah. you know, like that was. And he's like, I'd, I hadn't even made a single movie at that point. Yeah. He was a millionaire yeah. in, in California 
not making any movies yet. Yeah, that's, that's he didn't because he didn't live like a rock star. He didn't no he didn't blow it on drugs and alcohol no. and bitches. Whores, 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 and, and whores. drugs and drugs and whores and houses will bring you down. Yeah, well, <clears throat> like like you know, everybody has to get like this, you know, ultra fucking huge. Since I lost it all and and live very modestly, mm-hmm. I live as minimal as I can, including trying to get rid of shit here. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I didn't need a a, a six thousand four hundred square foot house on the water. I no. didn't. No, you did not. Do you, did you know? I his liked net, it. His net worth. <clears throat> Who did we talk about it yet? Who Arnold's? No, what is it? You want to guess? Or? Um, yeah, I I would be. I'd say probably six hundred million. Four hundred million. It's four fifty. Wow. That's what it says. Still, once you, <clears throat> once you're up there, like what the oh, fuck? Oh no! Once you're over hundred million, it's, it's nothing. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Quit taking pictures, you motherfucker, and get on the phone, Tony Mandratch. Go. Oh. Could have had Barry Sanders, and we got you. <laughs> oh. Well, and you called Green Bay a village. I'm going to ask him about the first piece of Green Bay groupie ass he got. Oh, you got I'm, to. I got to. Yep. I, I'm going to say, Tony, I already apologize in advance. Don't get mad. I'm going to ask some questions. <clears throat> some little couple hard hitters here. Don't how, get mad at me. How do you me. say his, his real first name? Tony. No. Oh, oh. He's Croatian. Ante, is it An- yes, Ante yes. Joseph yes. Tony? Well, it's Josip. <laughs> Ante. Ante Josip. Yes. Don't on, that that comes from his what's his heritage? Croatian. He's, he's Croatian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I was gonna. I kind of wondering what Nick Saban was like back then when he was recruiting. We're gonna him. ask him. Yeah. Ask him what was Nick Saban like back then? Yeah, Michigan State University, right? And can you imagine what man if if you had NILs back then? Oof. Right. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Fuck. I mean he he was the best marketer. He gamed. The hype combine system better than any other player, and probably next to Dion. <clears throat> and you know he his his combine statistics are unheard of for an offensive lineman. Four was a four six forty. Mm. Um, I think it was a four six forty at six six three thirty five at thirty nine bench presses. You know. Yeah, and and I I gotta ask him how did how did he specifically train for the combine because he because he gamed the combine, brought it hyped like did he hype did he did somebody plan all this out for him or did he just figure it out as the cool ass Canadian that he is? You know what I'm saying because that, that I mean, question. because you know it was the hype. Mm-hmm. Kind of started putting the combine more on the map. Yeah. Motherfuck Tony Mandrich. Ante Josip. Josip. Yeah. Ante Josip Tony Mandrich. He's running on Canadian time. You are. Canadians are always behind. <laughs> eh? What, what are you out? Sled dogging? <laughs> Bag of milking? The, what are you what, doing? Was it Iterod or whatever. The, what do you think about Jack Trudeau? I think he's a piece of shit. Did you see where did you see where Canada? Was not going to allow Google anymore. And what? I, I think I saw. Or was it France? No, no, no. It was, was it, it was, was Canada. Oh, okay. And they were going to outlaw Google. Something, somebody fucking look into that. 
because <clears throat> that, that's that that I, I thought I read, and everybody's mad as fucking Jack Trudeau because I think Google employs like three or four thousand Canadians, mm-hmm. and they're going to have to shut down the Canadian version of it's, Google. What's the update on Tony? He's is he on his last set of inclines? He's uh, he said he's getting on. He's he's setting it up. Jesus, Mandridge. <laughs> Sorry, I'll talk sports with you until he gets here. Is that him right there? Oh. Jesus, Mandridge, quit taking pictures of fucking butterflies and worry that you got a big-time radio show that loves you, trying to promote all your shit, and you're, uh, you know, not being very responsible. It says something about the Trudeau government halts advertising on Facebook and Instagram. It's some law. Online News Act becomes law. Oh, dang. I went into a black hole. For online, the last five days. online news app. On what? What did they say? Uh, it's the uh, online news act, uh, Bill C dash eighteen. I'm trying to see what it. They're what saying it that today is, is this show is already better than the main. I thought today's main show was, was very, very good. good in the fact that it's it's it, it, it a lot of laws that could affect a lot of people that listen to the hell half of people just statistically 60% of all people end up in divorce right statistically yep. yeah something so, like that they get you know, married that's why i'll stati- never get divorced cuz i'll never get married yeah you should never get married and then it's married. never an l right right well it's never an l and it's never really a i mean it's never really like you know it's not a commitment but you know i i I did i started to say commitment and i don't believe in god i started to say commitment then i stopped right right And, and 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 so it's not never never a commitment but it's never something you can't unwind right you know what i'm saying yeah and you can always unwind a a divorce but it just gets so fucking messy it's dirty Tell Mandridge, man, I'm gonna whip his ass. I'm gonna do a fucking Reggie White fucking hump move on him. There you go, smash him to the ground, pancake him, pancake, chuck him down. I'm a fucking pancake, Tony Mandridge. Did you say? Wait, wait, wait. Did you say you were gonna whip my ass? (laughs) (laughs) Walk it back, walk it back. I said I was gonna give you a Reggie White fucking hump move, bitch. That's what I said. God bless My you. My Lord, what Jesus Mandrich on time, not motherfucker. What's going on? Oh yeah, try to try to try to uh, fucking you know sputter me up with my fucking logo. I wish I had a. To- Do you have Tony Mandrich's photo, photo uh, photography uh, shirts or anything? Uh, I'm not that um, infamous like you. Fuck you! You're way more infamous than me. You know you are. How many photo shoots did you have this weekend? Not enough. Really, not enough. <laughs> do you, now, do you have any employees, or you do just do this all yourself? Uh, um, with Tony depends, Mandridge Media, it depends on what time of year. I mean, uh, with the Tony Mandridge Media, we used to have probably about 10, 12 employees. That many? But that was the, that that included web design, web, you know, SEO, social media. Before it got huge, social media marketing, paid search, all that stuff. Shoulders looking a little small right now, buddy. You better fucking oh. be doing some fucking skull crunches or some shit. Fuck. How how much how much how if Tony Mandridge got on the scale right now what two seventy five? Oh, you nailed it! You nailed it for real. Oh, for swear six. Swear. six are you down to six five now? Because you're getting a little bit older. Exactly six, six five. five. A little bit. Could yeah, you, could you still put some? Compl- could you still put some pads on and whip like a like a twelfth grader's ass? You think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, twelfth grader. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, I mean, listen, I went back to my high school, and these motherfuckers are monsters now, and I would they would be they killing are. me. They'd be killing me. Well, I could do it for one play. I didn't say I could keep doing it. Oh, it's big, just your just your size alone, you can keep a guy off you, right? I think it's it's that competitive spirit. It's just that uh, willingness to get nasty on the field would would keep me going. The only problem would be my hamstring would be at the ten yard line, and my hips would be at the twenty yard line, and I'd be like torn apart. After every series, they'd have to have a oh. massage therapist over there, just fucking, you know. After every series, after every play, what was it like to play for Peyton his his rookie year? Because I think you were his guard that year, weren't you? I was uh, tackle for one year and guard for his last my last year, which was his third year, um, it, he, or his second year. It was great. He was awesome. He um, the interesting thing was for such a young player at the time, uh, he like took command, like as he should, you know. Uh, he took command of the huddle. He also took like command when he walked into the locker room as a rookie, as a draft, you know, when he got drafted, it was like, he was all business. He was a pro, but he was, you know, again, you've seen the commercials, you've seen the humor that he has. Oh, he's so smart. And he's so, and he's such a great guy. Like there's nothing to like about him. And he's got such a, like deadpan, dry, self-deprecating. Like, I I, I mean, I don't know if you don't like uh, Peyton Manning, then it's then it's your fault, not his, because he's just so likable, and he's and he's mark and he's been brilliant in marketing too as Agreed. well. Agreed. Did he ever? Did, he, did 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 you ever let one by and he go him? You be like, fuck, seventy nine. What the fuck? Did you? I just got my ass smashed. What the fuck, buddy? He, he didn't quite use. He didn't quite say seventy nine. He would say, would actually, <laughs> would, would he call you by your real name? Would he call you Joseph? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> He's he dropped the f bomb and say Tony, Tony, you, you stupid know. fuck, you, right? Jesus, didn't you know this guy had a fucking edge move second to none? You motherfucker, yeah. yeah. Jesus, and, so that, and there'd be times I'd have to tell him to just fucking chill. <laughs> For real? <laughs> yeah, I'm like. <laughs> I mean, look, we all put our pants on the same way. I'm like, I don't care how much money you make. Just chill. Now, did right. you... I missed it. It's my guy. I missed it. I missed okay? him, okay? It's tough. But I got him, I got him 67 times. Right. I mean, know? you're you're 35 <laughs> of 60 for 382 okay. yards. Fuck off, buddy. Right. Yeah, he, he wasn't throwing 100% completion. <laughs> yeah, you got... And if you, and in doubt, just hand it off to Marshall Falk, you stupid fucker. He'll run in a mile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, Marshall went to St. Louis shortly after, but... Um, you know, Peyton, his rookie year, I think, set the record for most interceptions thrown by a uh, starting rookie quarterback. Well, I don't know, man. Yeah. You know, some of my one of my one of my all time favorites, Brett Favre, of course. You know, and mm-hmm. I and we've had Brett on the show. Of course, yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't bring this up, but uh, you know, Brett was a gunslinging motherfucker. I loved him. Oh, but, yeah. but Brett was also leads the league in interceptions too. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because he put the ball up in the air. That's why. Right, right. And same thing with Peyton, with Peyton. He also, you know, saying that he threw the most interceptions. He also threw the most attempts. Right, rookie. Right. So there's a reason behind it. You know, a lot of people don't like like to look at those reasons. How cool was it when they throw a pick and then you get to turn in? Like I know all you offensive linemen always wanted, it's or did cool. you? You it's didn't want to cool. tackle that guy. No, no. Well, you want to tackle the guy, but it's not cool because your your head's on a swivel. Right. Because 
Because those deep defensive people are looking at your hole, yeah. Like they're like a missile going for your Yeah, because now you're open season, right? I mean, you, yeah, you've, oh, yeah. you've yeah, been yeah, laying yeah, yeah. the fucking wick to them all yeah. game, and now they're gonna like, yeah. okay, seventy nine, you motherfucker, I'm right. gonna blindside Willie. Yeah. And back then, and back and back then, the the rules were far less. Like now, they're a lot oh, more yeah. strict. Back then, remember when Sap took out Clifton? Uh, uh, Cli- uh, Clifton. Chad, Chad yeah, Clifton. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah. was a dirty fucking move too. Yeah, well, that's football. We were all. Uh, I know it is, but we were, you know, we were based on. We're based out of Tampa, and I'm a Packer fan, and I got on Sap so hard, he was going to fight me. He was going to beat the shit out of me. Because <laughs> I was like, you're a no good, you know, cheap shot. Because you remember that shot, don't you? The, I do I vaguely remember it. Far through an um, interception, and, and, and Clifton was kind of just, you know, kind of headed that way. Oh, toward yeah, the direction, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Sap laid I him the remember. fuck yeah, 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 out. Yeah, yeah. Clifton had yeah. to go to the hospital. Yeah, he was in there for well, a couple of days. Here's the thing, and this is not saying that that was right. But here's the thing: always keep your head on a swivel on the field. And if you're going to make a, if you, I mean, my old old coach, I talked about this the other day with a good friend of mine. If you're going to make a mistake on the field, make it at full speed. Right. You know, do not do not be hesitating or relaxing on the field. On you know, unless you're you know. Now, what, what's the in in all your career? Maybe even back back to college. Whoever did anybody ever get one of those on you? Did everybody anybody ever get a like a fucking head oh, yeah. ringer on you? <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, was yeah. it college? Yeah. It actually the worst one was college. Yeah, for who did it, for, motherfucker? Who it, did it? It was against it was, it was against Arizona State. Believe it or not, bunch, uh, bunch of up, ass buckets. Well. <laughs> Compared to you, doubles. I mean, compared to compared to you guys, <laughs> Michigan State, you guys, you guys were all world, and Arizona State, I don't know, that's ever really had a program, have they? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, they went to the Rose Bowl uh, a couple years after. What in nineteen thirty six? I think eight millimeter film just came. Uh, out. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Wait, that dates I think, me. I, mean, I, I think fucking it was silent movie era, maybe you know right. when they went out there. Right. So how right. bad? So this, what dude from Arizona State got you? It was, you know, it wasn't. I don't think it was that on purpose, but um, I did a cut block, landed on the ground, cut my guy, and as I was getting back up, as the play was going the other way, a guy behind me was running full speed and went to jump me. And his knee hit the back of my head, and then my head went into Wednesday. <laughs> and there was no, and back then there was no, Tony Mandridge couldn't come out and say, I need to get checked for concussion protocol. They're like, shut the fuck, get your ass back, right? There was no concussion protocol, none. No, the the, the only protocol was who's the president. Right. Um, what's, you know, your mom, what's your mom's name? Do you know where you are? Right. Um, and what team are you playing? Right. That's if it. You could answer if you could answer that. You were like, uh, like a savant. How many times did you ever, you know, in high school? I got them maybe mm, three or four times. But those stingers that you get, oh, and man. like, I mean, you played. I mean, in the highest level for uh, you played probably a thousand more games than I ever played, and I played fucking high school Harry bullshit. Right. But right. you would get. Like those stingers, and you know you couldn't take yourself out because right. usually by the next, by the time it was time to go back, it was kind of gone at least. But right. I don't know if they've ever analyzed what a true stinger is. Like, is it tied to a concussion or no? I, I think it's tied to a, like a nerve that gets like pinched or compressed really hard. <laughs> um, but the funny thing is, the first time, if you don't really know about stingers, the first time you get one, oh, yeah. you, you think you're going to die. Yeah. You think you're going to die. You think that they're putting those fucking paddles of life on you like <clears throat> to shock your heart back, you know? <laughs> and 
and, and you don't know how long, and then it starts getting a little bit better, and then you're like, man, when that thing comes along next, and you don't dare in high school, you know, come take yourself out of the play because you know I was always borderline. I was a starter, but if right. the dude that was second place. Uh, right. behind me, the nose guard behind me, if he would get like a sack or a fun, they'd be like, well, fuck it. We'll just keep that guy in there. You know, <laughs> you know, so you never took your, you never took yourself out. Speaking Plus of our, yeah, our helmets our, were like construction helmets. Remember like now, of we, you and I are practically the same age. And yeah. so I was born in 66. You were born in 66. You graduated yeah. in 84. I think I graduated in 84. Correct. And so, Back in high school, the baddest ass helmets to have were the bike pump up, the bike pump up helmets. Was that the same for you guys? Um, my it, senior, year, my senior year of high school in Ohio, it was like that. Yeah, you. It, but but the, my first three years in Canada, we literally wore suspension helmets. Like the, they were like yeah, made the, of canvas the, inside. Well, and they just fit right on your head. Not even the Riddell little cushion deals. No, not in Canada. Well, can't yeah. Well, a lot of it people. Said, it said CCM. Said A. It said I'll knock your ass out, eh? It said Tim Hortons donuts. Tim Hortons. It said it said I'm too stupid to play hockey. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm right. too fucking slow to play hockey is right. what it said. Right. Speaking right. of which, a lot of people don't know is that like in the year before you got when the Packers picked you second overall in '89. Uh, the oh, I forget what team it was. They in '88 they drafted you like uh, in the seventh round. Uh, oh, British Columbia Lions. Yeah, they BC they Lions. actually drafted you. Yeah, yeah. They they thought you know, they just had my rights as far as if I ever played in Canada, they would have my rights as far as a player. The Packers uh, did something like that before you, way before you. It was with the dude. Uh, what and he said he wasn't coming to Green Bay no matter what and the dumbass Packers. Oh. So Bruce was it Bruce Clark or Bruce Smith? Oh, wasn't it that? Wasn't that uh, San Francisco with Ronaldo Nehemiah? No, it sprinter? was no. It, Packers had it before you under Bart Starr or Forrest Gregg, one of those guys. And it was the guy he went on to play for Buffalo, but I think he went to play for Canada first. And his his name was Bruce Clark, I think, or yeah, Bruce Clark. I think. Bruce, let me let me look not it up. Bruce. Oh, was it Tom Cousineau? Maybe. No, no, he was a number one overall draft pick. Wow. Big black guy, defensive lineman, fucking stud, all world, everything. Not Bruce Smith. Not Bruce. I Smith. think it might have been. Let me look it up. Let me used to. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Clark because Bruce Bruce Clark was drafted by the Packers and then went and played for the Toronto Argonauts. Yeah, there you go. It was a guy named Bruce wow. Clark and he was drafted number one. What overall? Uh, I'm trying to find right now. Number four. Number. He was number. Pa- Number four overall. Overall. And he went to fucking the CFL. That's how much he hated the the village of Green Bay. (laughs) I I didn't say it. No, I did. (laughs) I know you did. I mean, you just called it a village. He told them to fuck off. I'm out of here. No, I I told them that they needed a village idiot, too. So, and I was there to show up for that. Now, now listen, what was your, what was your relationship status when you went to Green Bay? Were you single? No, I was, um, I, I was I had a girlfriend at the time, my college girlfriend. Right. But now, but those Green Bay groupies, I mean, there's not a lot. I mean, there's, listen, if you go to L.A. or New York, you got the Knicks, you got, you know, you got five other professional, you know, franchises you get. But when you're the Packers, that's, I mean, other than maybe the dude that's the best bowler in town, I mean, you're, you're the, you're, you're the main dude. And so, I mean, I mean, you are, did, were the women just throwing themselves on you? 
You know, I don't know if I've ever heard the phrase Green Bay groupies. Yeah, well, the Green Bay groupies, I mean, they kick it out wide for any Packer. I mean, you could have been I'll the you, what, you could have been Don could, Bra- I bet you Don Bracken was getting groupie ass. Don Bracken was a good dude. <laughs> the, you could the Green Bay groupies could drill one heck of a an ice shanty fishing hole. Oh yeah, they could they could fucking catch you a sturgeon, clean it by noon, and right? be sucking your dick at six o'clock. Oh I'm just telling you right now, man. And fucking have you a six pack of Miller Lite. I'm just telling you, right? I, I'm not sure they drank Miller. Women, Lite. women from Green Bay, man, they're rugged, aren't they? I mean, it's a whole other it's a whole other life. Well, it's not because you're Let from Canada. Let me just say, they're great people. Oh no, I. They have great personalities. Where did you now? Where did you live in Green Bay? Did in, you in did, a little just north of Green Bay in a little Polish town called Pulaski? Right. Did you go fucking? Yeah. Did you go rookie crazy where you went and got you a big ass house, or did you, were you trying to be you know conservative? First year, I, first year I had, had uh, rented, and uh, and then second year I bought a house, and second, third, fourth year I lived in the same house, a log home in in Pulaski. But not like not over the top, like nothing you know, crazy. like no, what no, the players crazy. now do: go out and get a big, you know. Now, who well, on the team? Who on the team had that Mac Daddy house? Favre. You know, uh, well, Favre came in my last year, right? So I couldn't say for him, but you know, there really wasn't. I mean, the Magic Man at, didn't have at, one. The Magic I mean, Man. He, he he had a nice house, but I'll, I will say this: that there there weren't very many like of these awesome mansions in green Bay at the time, at least none that I knew of. Right. Um, it's not like going to, you know, Chicago or LA or, you know, New York or some of these big cities. Uh, and you also have to remember, I mean, players now, the second pick of the drafts making 20, 30, $40 million. I know you made four. Can you believe it? I made four over four years. I know 1.1 point, one point one a boy, year. And so, so if you like, take that one, one, I right. mean, so what, think, what so are you making? Four hundred and fifty thousand after agent taxes, after taxes, and everything. Yeah, but yeah. think about this. It, you know, if Biden was in office then, the inflation rate, if we would have kept up our salaries with the inflation rate, we, you know, this is what it would be. Players making twenty, thirty million dollars. Yeah, but, but if Biden just, was in the office right now, it would have been okay to have all them steroids because they got cocaine in the White House, motherfuckers. So they'd be like, Tony Mandrus having a little bit of Deca. That ain't shit. Fuck and, it. <laughs> What's Deca? <laughs> Deca Dura. Oh, Deca Dura. Deca Dura Bolin is the best ever, man. It helps lubricate the joints after the fucking Anadrol 50 is fucking kicking. You know. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Am that, I the that, only guy ever that, to interview you that brought up Deca Dura Bolin and Don no. Bracken and Don Bracken oh. in the same fucking interview? <laughs> and. Green Bay groupies. And the Green Bay groupies <laughs> that can clean a sturgeon in a fucking I've, shanty. I've never heard of such a thing. I don't think it exists. That's why you like this show, because we're fucking real. We did, listen, that's right. I mean, you guys bring, like, the You know, we're heard in stuff. Phoenix. What, what what are we on, 97.3 or 97.1? Yeah. The Rattler. Yeah, we're on 97. I forget what the fuck, which 97. one. 97.3. It's called The Rattler. 97.3, The Rattler. Our, our, our show's heard listen, in, I, in, in Phoenix. I, I still, you know, ponder back and go, why the fuck did they contact me? Because <laughs> <laughs> I have lived a sheltered life, a very clean and innocent sheltered life. Why do they want me on their show? 
I I want you on your show because you're Tony motherfucking Mandridge, and you're a guy, you're my age, and you're a dude's dude, and we have some things right. in common. I'm a, I'm a I'm a Packer fan. I like anything Packers, yeah, yeah, yeah. and no, I, love, I, I and I love, I love the love fact that you own your shit. And yeah. like you know, you're not making any. And, and I loved your. Yeah. I I really. I know you watched it, but your E60 thing was so it was so inspiring and so great. Yeah. How, I mean, did were you happy on how that turned out? I was extremely happy. The producer uh, did a great job. Actually, everybody that worked on that, you know, the whole film crew, everybody. I mean, that was filmed over a, a full twelve months. Yeah. Um, and they did that depicted the story as as real as it is, as real as it was. And and and, and and there was a lot of misconception. There's a lot of misconceptions about you, and that mm-hmm. really, really was so transparent and so moving. And especially you, in the way that you haven't ever pulled any punches with regards to, oh, I didn't do that, or I didn't do this, or you guys, that was a mi-. no. You're like, no, motherfucker, I did it, and I, right. you know, and I either regret it or I wish I would have done something different or, you know, but a lot of people, you know, Tony, don't give you the credit you deserve when you came back with the Colts and fucking nailed it. I mean, you were a great offensive lineman for the Colts. And I mean, and it just took, I mean, you were immature. You just had, you just fucked it up in green Bay, but Mm -hmm. a lot, and that's what a lot of people know you know, note you for, because that was where the most hype was, but people don't understand that, when you went and played for the Colts for 96, 97, 98, and yeah. you, you nailed it. I think, weren't you second team all pro one year? I'm not sure. I thought um, you were. I was at a, maybe an honorable mention. I'm not sure. But, yeah. you know, I, I had one in 1996, I had one comeback player of the year. So, you know, to me, like, out of all the awards, and again, and this is funny because I was speaking with somebody about this the other day, out of all the awards that I've won and, you know, stuff that I've had, I, I'm talking, you know, since high school, hundreds of things, I've thrown everything away. The only thing I have is a plaque that says 1996 Comeback Player of the Year. That means more to me. It It, it has more value to me personally than anything else. Well, and that totally is the exclamation point on on the vices and the your fuck ups. You know, that's yeah. the one thing of vindication. You can throw everything else away, Outland War, all that I think you were six in the Heisman one year, all yeah. your bullshit. Yeah. But come, I mean to come back to get basically thrown out of the league to be considered remember they called you the incredible bust and all the yeah, bullshit yeah, yeah. all the yeah, bullshit yeah, yeah. that they fucking yeah. that they had to do. And, and then for you to go to go to rehab, better yourself, and it's it's unheard of for a player to take two or three years off and come back and play in the league and start. And three a spe- years. now hold on, and and it's even more. It's harder for a specialized position like a like a you know a, a strong side tackle right, uh, right. than it is a guy that you know runs a four two and can catch a ball. You know, like a wide receiver or something like that that has a little bit less wear and tear on their body. And you came back and and nailed it. And did that have a lot to do with your relationship with Lindy? Was you know was Lindy the only guy that when you when you wanted to come back after rehab, you 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 leave Green Bay? I think your family kind of had like an intervention and said, Tony, we gotta we gotta fucking we gotta step yeah. in here. We gotta burn a timeout. It was a nice talk. Yeah. Well, you were you were up to what like fifty painkillers a day. 
at the end when it was really bad, like the last three, I mean, it was bad for six years. What was your painkiller? Like Percocet 325s? Whoa, those are no, good. No, <laughs> it was, uh, it was a combination cocktail that I can't give out, but, um, but it was a good was, one. It was a good one. And I was taking at, the, at when it was really bad, it was like anywhere from 60 to 90 a day. You know, we had Kurt Angle. You know Kurt Angle, the famous yeah, wrestler. wrestler. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. really, really good friend of mine. And when he was Olympian, at, he's an Olympian. Oh, man. yeah, gold medalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He would kick your ass. I'm just telling you. If, oh, I'm, I, if I'm coming to kick Tony, Tony Manders' <laughs> ass, I'm bringing Kurt fucking Angle. Okay. And I'm coaching him up. To do, a sing- to do a single you better- leg on your ass and bring you right out that big timber fucking sequoia you, of yours. And you better pack a lunch. <laughs> anyway. Because I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting Kurt Angle. I'm fighting you. That's true. I'm, I'm not even getting out of the car, motherfucker. So so he we had him on we had him on the air. Oh, we've had him on several times, but at, at his at his at his height of his drug at his highest addiction, he was doing I think sixty-five to seventy-five somas and percocets Ooh. and vicodin de- yeah. i mean those 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 were his three. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah, and it was like how does that not how does that not fucking kill a guy well it's that's what i ask myself it's like why does that not kill you and for me it becomes i mean when i look at back at all the nonsense and all the stuff i put in my body it's like uh it, it, for me it's an act of god that i didn't die Oh, I know. In, 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 in Green Bay during practice, I mean, you know, because right. you you smuggle the I mean, the syringes and then say you had to go pee. I don't know if you can see. The, oh, that's a fucking. Uh, that is a. Oh, that's, a that's a cord right there, buddy. Yeah, and that's just like you know, that's just damaged vein from shooting. You know. So would you sneak like a little like a like a little thirty one gauge insulin needle or would yeah. you, and then just just like say I go. The, the bathroom and the bottle and the little prescription bottle you right know? i mean and a little and, and a syringe and it's like you know i during the documentary people like would you know that would be brought up to me like years years for years and still is brought up as like man i can't believe you did that it's like weren't you ever concerned about you know syringe you know like you know falling off and getting poked or something and I was like, no, I really didn't worry about that. Did you? Now, did you? About... Did, did you have a routine where, like, okay, we're gonna stretch, and then I'm gonna go to the bathroom? Like, did you kind of have a routine? <laughs> yes, I did. See, they didn't even get in that into the sixty sixty, but I sniffed it right on out. Yeah, yeah, you should be an investigative reporter. I should be. I fucking <laughs> I, I I sniffed, I sniffed your dumb ass out. I'll tell you that right now. I knew you. I just knew you'd be a good interview, and you and I'd get along. I just knew it. I really did. Well, I mean, you have quite a sporting cast, too. Oh, yeah. Well, these, these, I told Anna not to even show up today because she doesn't know anything about sports. She knows nothing. Hey, I'll be here. I like this guy. She said, I like fitness. And I said, okay, great. (laughs) Close enough. So, like, you'd stretch and then you'd just tell your offensive lineman coach when you guys would probably break into positions because, hey, I got to go take a piss. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't right after stretch because I had already probably taken a shot right before I came out. Right. To stretch. So, you know, I'm still going to be at a certain level of being high. I mean, I mean, when I think about this, when I talk about this, it's like, oh, my gosh, like the nonsense of thinking that way is so ridiculous. Like but how high what... would, would you ever be so high that you couldn't comprehend the play? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like, for instance, yeah. give me a and I I love going through NFL plays and I know you can just rattle one off, like rattle me off a a, a Green Bay Packer play. Uh, that you know any kind of play, but that they would call that that Mikowski would call. 
Well, there'd be, I mean, there, you know, there wouldn't be, I mean, there would be some that were, there would be times where they would call a play and then they would call it a check with me. They'd say a check with me 28 or 29, whatever, 38, 39, which is a toss left or a toss right. Right. So if he goes up, if the live color is brown, if that's the audible color, right. he, he could say red 38. We know he's now making a decision that's going to go to the right, right. 38, because even is on the right, odd right. is on the left. Right. Um, but, 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 but Brown's the checkoff. So he hadn't, so it's red. So we're still going, right. We're still going, right. If he goes Brown, the, like the play will change to anything, right. It's whatever, whatever comes out of his mouth next is what the play is. But when you got, uh, Indianapolis, you know, like, and even though it was just a three year, you know, three years later, but then you got the sophistication of Peyton and their offensive, you know, and Lindy, and you know he's an offensive mastermind. Yeah, but you weren't high in you weren't high in Indy. No, so I you wasn't. knew it. You knew what those plays were, <clears throat> right? Yes, yes. But in but in Green Bay, you're high as in a fuck. You're high as a fucking coat, kite. You don't know if yeah. Mikowski called Brown, Blue, fucking Green. Red. But I will say that you know here's a good comparison. This is interesting actually. Now that you bring it up. It's like I could remember the plays to a certain degree. You know, sometimes you'd be so high that you'd forget the plays or whatever, but never as bad as getting a concussion. Really? Yeah. When I was a, got a concussion in the Meadowlands playing the Jets, like I literally was like was in the huddle. Peyton called the play. I look at the guy beside me, who, who I'm, you know, was my guard. I was at tackle at that time, or he was my tackle. See, I can't, still can't even remember. Um, and I and I'm like, is this a run or a pass? And he looks at me like, and he could see my eyes were like, he knew you were fucked. Yeah, he's like, he's like, it's a, you know like a scoop block. We're going to the left. He goes, and then the next thing in my head is, you're gonna make a mistake, make it full speed. Well, the thing about it is, you, if you just know that it's a scoop block, even being fucked up, you can pretty much probably kind of rough that in. And not oh, look easily. stupid, because I mean, you you oh, kind of got a general idea what you got to do, you know. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it's pretty. Simple you've done it. You've done it so many times. Yes. Yeah. Even if you're high as a fucking goat, right? You can you can you know rough it in, but and and right. and, and and that was from being concussed. That was worse. That's worse than being high. Like as far <laughs> really? as trying to trying to process things. Now, were you ever so high where you're feeling good as fuck and, you know, some guy really lays the hammer on you're like, man, I'm high as fuck. I didn't even feel that. Fuck it. Like, I mean, you know, like Tim Harris comes in, gives you a big ass head slap. Bryce Pop fucking smashes you in the, in the knees and you're like, man, no. whatever. That ain't, shit. that ain't shit. Fuck it. <laughs> no, I was never that high, like on the field. Um, Can you remember the highest time ever, either during practice or during a game specifically? I do remember, I do remember the game, like, uh, like I, this is, this is not a proud moment. <laughs> no, hey, no, hey, no, nothing you and I have done in the last, you know, back 15 years ago was proud. Seven I mean, years in right. the last 57 years. I mean, we've only, we just now started getting our shit together. Please, we're broke and we're fucking, it's over. Mm-hmm. We're just we trying to, our, you're trying to take pictures, our... you're trying to take pictures and I'm trying to fucking do radio, please. We're, we're trying to get airplanes, we're trying to. Yeah, please. There's no more planes. Um, there's no more sturgeons. There's no more shanties. Right, there's none of that right, bullshit. Right, right. There was a time where, like, the ball was snapped, and I was so high that I was like, I thought it was on, like, two, not on one. And, and you're still in snapped. position? Right, I'm, 
<laughs> and, it's, and you know, it's because I'm high, right? This is obviously, you know, early 90s. And, and, and I'm and, thinking of my... And, and the announcers are like, oh, Tony Mandrich missed the snap count. You know? Oh, no, they, no, they're just like, you know, that's the one where your name doesn't get called out, you know, on the loudspeaker at the stadium. That's the worst part about that is the next day in film when, oh. you're, when you're watching who, a film. Who was, your, who was your offensive line coach in Green Bay most of the years? Most of the years, it was a guy named Charlie Davis, who I, I think lives in the, the Keys of Florida. And and then uh, Tom Lavat was my last year. I remember Lavat. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now would, well, they, would they like, I mean, what was what was film like back? I remember when I had to go through film, they would literally call you a piece of shit. They'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, are like, but do they, but I guess on your level, would they well, still? Film, and film in Green Bay was literally film. It was literally right. the projector right you know the the rolling projector you know and then a short five six years seven years later being in indy it went to you know to beta and then after i retired they started i'm like what are these lat what are what are these ipads doing on the sideline right because we used to get fax machines down right they'd fax they'd fax down the defensive formations you know where where richard dent was lining up at right (laughs) right right and i'd be like why in the world are these players having their ipads checking their emails on the sidelines by the way, I think you I a trivia question that a lot of people don't know is I think you played with Richard Dent in yep. in Indy. Sure, sure did. On his last couple of years. Yep, cuz Bill Tobin was the GM. Yeah, and I also think that you reunited with uh Bennett and Workman, Vince Workman and Tony yep. Bennett, the linebacker, yep. were yep. both That's Colts. Correct. Lindy liked That's them correct. too. So they were great guys. so you go to you go to you, you, you Green Bay's done. Who who kicked you? Like who cut you? Like did that? Who was the general man? Was Bratz the general man, or was uh, um, no? Bratz had left. It was um, it was uh, uh, the fucking dude that uh, uh, Ron Wolf. Ron Wolf. Yeah. Ron, Ron Wolf. Wolf and Ron Holmgren was the head coach. Mike Holmgren. My, I mean, Mike Holmgren. Those were the first, those were the first two years after I mean, Lind- that was after Lindy had left. They, that's yep. who they brought in. Yep. yep. And, when, and after after one year of them. You know, my contract was up, and then they, they kind of. Do they come to you, or do they come to your agent, or do you, do you, do you or do you show up at the facility and your and your lockers cleaned out? Like, how does it work? It was a phone call. Oh, to you? Yeah. From I'm thinking Wolf. From, uh, correct. And he says, "Hey, Tony, we're just you know we're gonna go a different direction, or we're not gonna pursue your services anymore." That's it. That's it. Did you say, hey, you need anybody to mow the lawn or anything? I mean, what the fuck? No, I, I, I was respectful, <laughs> and, and uh, I was uh, I remember now, being respectful and being like, you know, thanks for the opportunity. And then when I, you know, shut the phone, I was like, it's, you know, it's their fault right. that I didn't succeed. It's the media's fault. It was everybody's fault at that time. It's that's everybody's but your fault. Now, yeah, do you did player. you still have personal shit like deodorant and stuff down at the at the, at the locker room? Were you, were you allowed to go back? No. No, I already, it was, it was, they let me go in a, uh, February of okay. 93. So it was February 93. My contract was expiring and like within days of that. And then, uh, but they said, you know, we're cutting you loose, get, letting you be a free agent. You can go anywhere you want and this and that. And of course the phone's not ringing because you know, you, you, you weren't fucking killing it. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know, you had a bad rap, you know, yeah. you're blaming everybody else. And then find then your family steps in and says, Tony, you know, we we've got to get a fucking handle on this, and three, yeah, three after three years of hell. Yeah, and so oh, they put you yeah. in rehab, yeah. right? I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I I mean, I put myself in rehab. That's what I meant. I mean, you guys yeah, you yeah, went, yeah. went to rehab. 
Yeah. And did, what did you what did you go to a rehab in 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 uh, Canada? Just, just outside of Detroit. I was living in Michigan at the time. Why the fuck? Oh, in Traverse City. Yep, Traverse City. That's what, see, that's kind of a that's a Canadian's way of wanting to stay American, but be close to Canada. Is living in Traverse City, right? <laughs> well, Canada's America light. Canada man. To, it, Canada. Canada's, got, Canada's gone off the rails. You mean uh, we think we're bad down here? And it Canada, is. By the way, it's Canada, fucked up down here. But man, Jack is. Trudeau is a fucking asshole. He's a. Uh, he, I mean, I hope you're I'm not, not gonna, mad at me for saying that. No, no. Actually, I'll double down on that, but I'll be careful with what I say because when I hit that immigration line at the airport, I want to be let back. In <laughs> right. The you don't want to be on the no-fly zone based on being the Bubba the Love Sponge show. Don't wear your Bubba Army fucking shirt. <laughs> I will tell you the lar- we used to have things called bub- these Bubba Palooza things, and we would go and do. Uh, like all my guys would get together and we would have like a little, like a two hour comedy. We all did a little stand up and stuff. And we sold out Calgary, the Saddle Dome, made all kinds of fucking money. Then I had to smuggle 300,000 across the, the Canadian border. Uh, you know, and then, then once I got uh, the Canadian money into America, I had to find this exchange that I could exchange it out. But I got 60 grand, but I could only no, no. So listen, this was like in 2008. And so I had two hundred and seventy five thousand Canadian dollars and in the dollar and the dollar would go. The Canadian dollar would go from anywhere from like 90. This is back then from 92 cents to a dollar two. Oh, so it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't going to fucking go cheering my money in at 92 cents. So I had this dude who worked who's my buddy. And wanted some fucking concert tickets for like, you know, Metallica or some bullshit that I could pull off. So he said, listen, you can only turn in ninety nine hundred per time. And I'll tell you the days to come when it's at least a dollar. It took me a year and a half to get that shit washed because, you know, it fluctuated so much. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to call the Bidens. But I (laughs) but uh, I loved Canada. The people up there in Calgary. They'll, the I mean, you know, they're, they were so nice. How, Canadians. Now, do you still have family up there? Great. You still have family? I have Canada? a lot of, I have a lot of cousins up in uh, Southern Ontario or GTA, the greater Toronto area. So that are in the town that I grew up in. So 45 minute drive to Buffalo and three hour drive to Detroit. Um, lots of cousins, you know, that my dad passed away a year and a half ago. Mom passed away, uh, July 4th of 17. And my brother passed away February 8th of, of 93 so as far as nuclear family goes man there is none none. but that sucks you're just 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 all on you tony don't fuck the rest up buddy does Uh, it's my responsibility to carry their legacy um so now we used to be heard in peterborough i think that's kind of in that area we were heard there. How many Peterborough's years? Peterborough's north. I think it's north of Toronto. About seven or eight years. Yeah, we were we were there for for quite a while. So let's talk about you go to rehab. Then do do you start? Do you when you get all clean? How big are you now? When you go to rehab, do you get do you still stay on the gas a little bit, or are you off the gas too? What's gas? Define gas. You know gas. What the fuck gas is? Steroids. <laughs> That's what we always... no, I, no, 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 no steroids. You guys never called it the gas. 
No, we called it the juice or the sauce. Oh, we we always call it. How much? Look, look at how much gas that guy's on. Yeah, we like you know that guy's on some high octane. Right. That must have been Indiana thing. <laughs> must have been a white trash yeah. Indiana thing. The real the real steroid guys. We called it right. juice too. When you'd see a guy at the gym and he had these big boils on his back, you're like, man, that guy's taking too much siphonate or some kind of bullshit. Like, that. <laughs> you might want to go water based, buddy. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, no, when I left treatment, I mean, I, there was nothing. I, I didn't do steroids since I left college. I never did them in Green Bay. Um, the main thing was the, the painkillers and the alcohol. Now, did they yeah. have you so scared in Green Bay because of the stringent testing that you just like, fuck it, I'm going to get on pain, pill, you know, pain pills or yeah, pain injections? The, yeah, their testing was, you know, it was like blood work and it was way more, you know, intense testing than than college but now the testing is like even more crazy well now they test for growth and well they i don't think they really can't test for growth that's some good shit too i know some boys that are on it that is some good but I, what i'm afraid of growth is that it'll accelerate like if you have any cancers you know like is that true if, if you got any cancer in your body it'll accelerate the the cancer Although once I was called a doctor, I'm not a doctor, so I cannot answer that question. I know you can't, but you're a doctor of the gym. You're a you're gym doctor. You're, I mean, you're a fucking Matt. You're a PhD at the gym. Talking gym here's language. A, here's what I'll say to that: if they're if they're kind of testing out something for eight or nine months and saying it's safe to take, which we know what we're talking yeah. about, right, right, right. Um, then why do they question stuff that's been around for decades? And right, true. Not, you know, longer. It's like so. Hey, I'll take growth over a vaccine any fucking day. I'll tell you that right now. I'm just saying. Well, you've had both. So. I mean, I've had both. So <laughs> fuck it. And I didn't want. I, the only reason I got the vaccines because my mom made me. She's like, I can't come see her. My I get mommy the fuck made me. Well, I mean, listen. I, I mean, she like you know, she's seventy some years old, and if yeah, she hits yeah. the bucket, I didn't want the whole fucking family yeah. to be able I to understand. be a bubba. I didn't get. I wish I wouldn't have got the vaccine. To be I honest, with you. vaccine regret. So you you, yeah. you you go to rehab, you come you become dry, and at yeah. that time when you when you are completely are does the world just kind of open up? Be like, oh holy fuck! Gosh. It's like it's like a remember the first time when you needed glasses and then you put glasses on, you're like, holy shit! Everything's so sharp and I can see. Was it that kind of the same thing with exactly, rehab? Exactly, you exactly described it right on, and and that happened to me for two full years. The first two years I was sober, every month things got clearer and clearer, not just visually, although visually it did also, yeah. but uh, mentally, the mental clarity, all that stuff. You know, at 11 months of being sober, I was back in the NFL. I signed the contract. Well, how, yeah, much, how much mass did you lose, like when you were in rehab? When I, well, it was not just rehab. It was those three years of doing nothing. In Green but, Bay. No, no, no. Well, leave, leaving Green Bay, then going to Traverse City, doing nothing but drugging for three years right. and drinking, and then getting sober. So when I left treatment, you know, March I went in March twenty third of ninety five. I was in there seventeen days. When I left, I mean, I had like jaundice, so I had a mm. shade of yellow on my skin, and I was like two fifty five, two hundred fifty five pounds. And the worst part is I had a mullet halfway down my back. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, right. Wow. That's when you had that mullet shit going on. You thought you were Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I remember mm -hmm. that. Well, they never had mullets, but I just thought it did. You were a fucking just... rock star, man. You had your shit marketed with Mike Tyson, Axl Rose. You were in you the gym Pepsi. in California. I mean, you you now when you were marketing the mm -hmm. when you were at your you know at your hottest when yeah. you were pre combining 
was it all you on the marketing? Like it was just just you, or yeah. did you have somebody helping you? Hey, listen, we need to do this. We need to do that. Or was it just your your dumb ass just fucking pulling shit right out of your ass and people believing it? Well, it wasn't. It was my dumb ass for sure. Sure, but I. But it was. A, but it was a plan. I mean, I literally kind of was like, "What's the best way to get my name out there as an offensive lineman?" Because everybody that's getting the PR or the special, the skill position. Yeah, you had Dion, you had Aikman, yeah. you had Sanders, and you had uh, the linebacker Thomas. from uh, T- Thomas. All far Derek more Thomas. sexier positions than offensive lineman. Way, way more. And Dion was a master at marketing. You know, did you know that he's one of my best friends? Yeah, you did. You told yeah, me that. I just got him a new Skag lawn, uh, Zero Turn Lawnmower for free. <laughs> is he going to cut the grass in Colorado? No, but he, he likes. To, he said he likes to cut his own on Sundays. That's his therapy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I could see that. I could understand that. Did you ever have to go against Dion? Did you ever play against Dion? Uh, twice in college and uh, more than probably five, six times in the pros. In the pros. Yeah, was he they, good? I mean, oh, the best athlete I've ever seen in my life. I got in so much trouble in 1996 when the Packers were playing uh, Dallas for the NFC Championship game right. in Dallas. Dion, right. I'd met Dion two years earlier in Tampa when he was promoting his rap album, and we became okay. we became really really good friends. And He's so a he, great guy. he go he called me up and he said, "Sponge, you want to come to the ball game?" I said, "Yeah." <laughs> so I fly out there. I stay at his house. And I'm right. real fat. I'm much fatter back then. And I got stuck in his bathtub. But it, it, I did. It happens. It happens. I did. I mean, well, that's a whole other story. You was weighing about, what, 48 then? I was weighing like 400. I was yeah. so fucking fat. Shut up. Yeah, I was fat as fuck. I was so fat, I couldn't even wipe my ass. I had to have an ass towel. I had to fucking... What, what happened? Like <laughs> he has small arms. Well... <laughs> yeah. He had alligator arms. I got, I got T-Rex arms. I do. That's yeah, why like I was a, a horrible uh, offensive lineman. Like a wide lineman. receiver. Like a wide receiver coming <laughs> oh, across I, the middle in the old days. Yeah, when you when you got alligator arms, when you thought the inside linebacker was going to wring your fucking neck right, and you pulled in right, real fucking fast. Right, right. So we go we go to the game. I'm in the limo with Dion. We go to the game. It's against the Packers now. You understand, I'm a lifelong Packer fan. I mean, right. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can fucking tell you who John Brockington was and, and anything. Best fans in the world. And so... Dion knows I'm a Packer fan. That's why he invited me. So we go there, and they give me this pass where I can go anywhere I want, including the locker rooms. Now, I can't go to Green Bay's locker room, but I can go to Dallas's locker room. So I'm watching the game. Well, the whole first half, I'm over on the Packers sideline. I'm looking at Brett Favre and Chris Jackie, and I'm like, oh, my God. That's when Jim McMahon was backup quarterback. For the Bob, people don't know that. And I'm like, man, these are all my fucking – you know, fuck, I can't believe it. So I go, at halftime, it's a super close game. It's like 21 to 17 or something like that. It's touch and go. And Dion goes, Bubba, where the, where the heck you been? I go, I've been over at the Packers sideline looking at Brett Favre and Reggie. He goes, don't forget who brought you to the dance, brother. I couldn't go over the rest of the game. I had to stay over on the, on the Dallas side. <laughs> I just couldn't believe how big those motherfuckers were. Yeah, yeah. And you know, they can move of how fast the game yeah, is. Yeah, you know, that's the that's yeah. the thing. When I was down at the sideline for warm-ups, I was like, it's not the size, it's the speed. It's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. Was, it, was that the biggest adjustment you had? I mean, you dominated yeah. at Michigan State, but, yeah. I mean, you didn't have to go against anybody as fast as, you know, Richard Dent or, you know, Tim Harris or anybody like that. 
Uh, there was like maybe one or two players, and I, I couldn't even rattle their names off now. But you're talking like one or two players over five years at right. Michigan State. I mean, you're facing these guys every pretty much every week on Sunday. Right. right. Like you're the best of the best. And and they've all got a specialty, whether it's strength or whether it's speed or whether it's or and then some of them have the total package, like Reggie White. It's like he could do everything. Yeah, he t- you, so. you told last time we had you on. You told him we. You told us yeah. he just fucking made you look stupid as hell one time. <laughs> Did he? God bless you. Because before he with Ty J, my, our buddy Ty J, be- before he fucked Ty J up, he God blessed him. He told him, "God bless yeah, you." He told me that, and then he, he fucking went that. on and made Ty J look like a complete well, punk. <laughs> let me just say, I didn't say the GD phrase ever again. Like ever. in that game, in ever. that game, I never said it again. Right. And, and rarely do I say it now. Yeah, I, I try to stay away from it. It's so polarizing, you know. It, 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 well, it, listen, the thing that I fear the most, more than anything today, and is the wrath of God that I have to face. Yeah, I, I fear the wrath of whoever's up That's, there. I'm just saying. Well, I, that I know I have a good idea who it is, and I, that's more fear of that than anything else, which is what brought me to this, you know, stage of my life. Yeah, but you're doing, I mean, people got to be pulling, like people that know your story and know your spirituality and know your transparency they got to really be it's a great story and they i mean you you people really have to be i mean do you meet a lot of people that are pulling for you because and do you do a lot of public speaking because you should i do and um i and and you know 90 i would say 99% of my experiences with people are fantastic i mean they're they're just like i just can't believe that you went what you went through and you still are fairly normal like you can still carry on a conversation you know because a lot of people get messed up you know and um it's uh it's it's you know i know i have a lot of friends that died from chemical abuse oh yeah i mean more more from pharmaceutical chemical abuse than other stuff and people don't realize you know you were on and i don't mean this disrespectfully but Mm -hmm. you were on the opiate pain pill deal kind of legally Meaning like, right, you know, right. like, like, you know, you're not out at these pill mills that pop up here and there, right, you know, right. you were on it prescribed through a, a, probably a Packer physician. Now you were abusing it. Yes. Well, 10 but, different doctors. Well, 10 different doctors. Yeah. I mean, you're doctor, five, maybe, right. a little, maybe a little doctor shopping going on, but still, you right. know, nonetheless, you know, but oh. I mean, that this is a really, really big issue that we have here in the country yeah. and, and because where, where people go with it is once they can't yeah. get that then they go to heroin mm-hmm. you know well, or, or they go to the street right right and that's the that's the problem now with the fentanyl thing because one dose will kill you yeah i mean and... think, so let's say you know you're 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 on you're on pain pills not mm-hmm. you let's just say hypothetically a guy is mm-hmm. he has to get his fix he goes to meet guido at the fucking corner he thinks he's buying you know 10 vicodin or whatever the hell it is doesn't right. know that you know two of them were pressed with fentanyl because you don't know who right. the, you don't know you're not no, getting you them from C, C yeah you're not getting them at CVS or, or or your pharmacy and you're dead right. you're literally what we would take recreationally or what you would take to for your fix that you knew what you were taking you right. know like you never had to worry about your shit being deadly as far as it killing you instantaneously I don't think so. Until 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 recently, the last three years, 
Well, no, no, until this fentanyl shit, you know, came <laughs> oh, right, in. Right, right, right. I mean, but, but when as you far were as from a pharmaceutical, and from yeah, yeah. When you were in the least... when you were in the portal at at, at uh, you know between was, plays, I hope it would work. You know, hitting that <laughs> hitting that left handed vein, Willie. You knew what the hell you were putting in there. You you didn't yeah, knew yeah. that Guido yeah, didn't I step didn't on never, your shit. Yeah, I never questioned it because it was like I trust the FDA. I trust. Pharmaceuticals. Sure. I well, you were pulling it from the vial right. that it was right, that it right. was prescribed from. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if, no. If it has a if it has a lot number and if it has the label, and right? It says, it's it's legit. And now it's like, hmm, I don't even trust that anymore. Now, mm-hmm. no, no names mentioned. You played on two teams mm-hmm. uh, professionally. Were there mm-hmm. no names mentioned? Not even positions. Not even offense or defense. But were there mm-hmm. other guys? That were also that had a problem too that you knew of on the team. Oh, one hundred, absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, was it one hundred percent? Was it rampant? Um, it, it was as far as like like opiate, like steroids were almost a non-issue in the NFL right now because growth hormone is a big issue. Right. But nobody wants to talk about growth hormones because you're going to take money revenue away from the you know sponsors of the you know TV and ESPN or Amazon who's who's ever sponsoring all these games now, that's where the big money comes from for the NFL and, and virtue signaling. And um, it's gotten crazy as far as, and there's been a lot of people that knew my story before I even uh, went public with it, before I even wrote my book. Um, When I was playing in Indy, there were people that knew my story because I let people know without broadcasting it, like to the media. Right. And so there was people on the team who's, wife had a problem or they had a problem or their mom had a problem or their dad had a problem or, or their sister or brother had a problem. Can you, what should I do? What do you think the, is the best protocol? And I could, you know, and I would say, look, I can only share my experience with you. This is, you know, go to a professional. If it was somebody I knew that was, <clears throat> had a problem that's, that was there, I'd say, Hey, let's go meet, you know, for coffee and let's just talk. Let's right. just talk and check out the similarity. We live two different total lives. Me and your sister live two totally different types right. of lifestyle, but look at how much we have in common when it comes to abuse of, of, you know, alcohol or drugs, almost everything's in common. Like the way we do it, how we hide it. All that, all that behavior, all that nasty behavior. Right, your your occupation and what you do in life is probably you know one you know ninety degrees of difference, but the fix and how you get it, how you're untruthful about it, how you're not transparent, how you're ashamed of it, all of that you know is the very very same. Just pick you know just it it just depends on what your poison is. It's it's I think that probably in the league. I don't know anybody that plays in the league anymore. But probably in the league, growth would be, and and this is just us talking candidly, growth would probably be the only way, the only thing these guys could do to get uh, big or to get, you know. Well, yeah, and it and it the biggest thing with growth is that your recovery it heals a lot faster. Like you, it makes your body heal faster. So you know, every day or every Sunday, you're getting pummeled. Then you got practice. So when you're taking growth hormone, your body's healing on a much faster rate than the player that's not taking growth hormone. 
and and it's legal know, and it's legal i mean no i don't know it's not, not in the nfl and not, not, not in the nfl there's a report that they said i think it's a they said 30 to 40 percent. my favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post clean clarity you get when you're talking through mint mobile i mean i can't believe that i've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when i can get crystal clear and the best mobile through mint mobile and i can do it all for 15 dollars a month when you purchase a three-month plan i can afford this how much have i been paying on my other plan and probably getting gouged, but it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number, along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash B-U-B-B-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash bubba. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Some of the players they believe are out of growth. How about testosterone replacement? Like guys our age, we can go down I, to the testosterone replacement place and get you know get us a couple of CCs. Correct. I thought I think that's illegal. I think it's on the ban list. There's a list they literally call. It yeah, the but hold on list. now. Like like, do they have like levels? Like because like a male, you know, a male can be like three hundred to eleven hundred. I like to run like ten fifty, <clears throat> but um. I mean, um, uh, I, but I mean, they do they they if you're a well, if are you're you a, afraid to run 1100? No, I fuck, I've ran 5400 before, <laughs> uh, just short of bitch tits. But what, anyway, what, what was uh, Hogan running? What listen was, to this. When Hogan was my friend, when Hogan was my buddy, I swear to God, true story. We were we were we were lifting weights, and now if you do the other one thing is if you do legs, you and you get tested somehow legs. When you hmm. train legs hard, increases it increases your testosterone mm-hmm. level like a lot. Uh, you know, hmm. like sometimes a thousand points Jeez. if you really train legs. So Who one told day, you that? no, I've 
I've seen it. I've heard it. it before as well. Oh, okay. Look, I might have just stumped you on a steroid question. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> and had a Dan, Don Bracken, a Bracken uh, reference. So we had we had just shot, I think, two two cc's of of testosterone, uh, and we, Hogan forgot that he had to go to the doctor the next day to get his levels checked. He was completely above board. Oh, he was completely right, above right. board. Like it wasn't, right. you know, completely above right. board. And he would get his levels checked, you know, for growth and for test and estrogen, right. all the shit, to, you right. know, right, right. Uh, thyroid, fucking, you know, right, right, insulin. Right, right. Right. And he, for, so he, he whacked like, I think either two or three cc's. Then we fucking worked out legs, like, like super setted legs. So he went right. to the doctor the next day, got his shit taken, his, 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 levels taken and stuff and i got mine taken too we went to the same doctor and so we were working out about a week later together the doctor co- calls on the speakerphone and he goes bubba your level is about eleven fifty. that's that's good he goes but terry i got him concerned how much testosterone are you doing and hogan's like oh i'm just like you know cc and a half he was doing like three or four i'm not kidding you i lay my hand to god his levels were 13,000. No way. 13,000. <laughs> and they made him come back to take it again, and they'd level off to 11.5 the next, after a couple days. Wow. And so they, they, well, they get completely. Oh yeah. And then we were on the God. growth. We were on the growth, like, in, let me see, two, th- like 99. Before it was mm-hmm. cool. It was called the Bridge Program, and you get it out of St. Louis, all above board, all prescription. Right, right, and right, you had, like, right. that little injectable pen deal. So we would do, you know, g- growth, test, and then we'd chase that up with a little DECA, maybe a little right. win- little Winnie, and then, you know, just fucking get dialed in. It fucked strong as shit, doing 315 for triples on the incline, you know, back in the day. Right. And then you that's, get old and, and fat and, you know, everything goes to shit. No, that's, there's no excuse. What were what were you benching your senior year? Of college? No. Yo, high school. Um, not, not as much as you think. Uh, I was like 365. Now, when did you first discover who's the person? I think I told my story. There was a guy named Bobby Boyce. The, the the Missouri Valley monster and he had a big syringe right. on the back of his a weightlifting belt and I asked him and he sold he sold me Anavar for like like twenty of them for a hundred dollars like right. he completely ripped me off but like right. what was your first what who was the f- guy that said hey Tony let me give you some shit that will just fucking you know make you a monster the guy that introduced me to it um, was my brother and he's in and he was like you know I'm not saying you should take it. That's when, now, is this when he's at Kent State? He's a freshman yeah. at Kent State? You know, he's a senior at Kent State. All and right. I'm, and I'm a senior at Kent Roosevelt. Right. Living with him at Kent State. And um, he that's when he introduced me to, you know, FYI, this is what I do. He goes, and, and we both discussed, we think that at that time, we thought, you know, that was the only road to the NFL. Right. For our, for our position. And um, so... You know, I was like, well, let me think about it. And and he was like, he wasn't saying you should take it. He was just like, he was just like, hey, this is what this, this is potentially what I've seen it do, you know? Yeah. Well, he, yeah. And he's done it. And he, and he was like, it works. And I've done it. And And was John getting, was John getting jacked? Yeah. I mean, jacked. Yeah. Yeah. He was a lot with, wasn't he a linebacker? No, he was a nose tackle. Nose tackle. tackle. How big, how big was John at his biggest? He was, 
six four, like two ninety, three hundred. Beast. Beast. Yeah. Could you relentless, like, relentless? Like, could you have blocked him your 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 freshman year at at your freshman year at Michigan State, his first year out of college, and you guys are one on one on a on an Oklahoma no. Willie. No. He, he would have killed you. He would have killed me. He would have killed me. And so John says, "Okay, listen, Tony, listen, uh, Ante, uh, Joseph. How do how do you say that? Ante is Tony in Croatian." So this motherfucker. Yosip, Yosip is Joseph in English. Right. That's not, that's not a Catholic name. Did your mom and dad call you that when you were real fucking up? Like if you were just cool, it was Tony. But if you were really fucking up, they called you. They called you that. You know, how about this? I I learned Croatian before I learned English. Really? When we spoke it in the house. I talked to my parents their whole life when I would talk to them on the phone or whatever. Up until you know, last year and a half with my dad, or up to six years ago with my mom. We speak in Croatian. Like when you were call her up and stuff and say, hey, mom, happy mom's yeah. day. What the fuck's going on? Yeah. You know, you yeah. guys straight Croatian. All Croatian. I Are you speak it, read it, and write it as fluently as English. At Michigan State, were all the Croatian little freaks trying to trying to get a little Croatian there action? There wasn't very many. There was a few. There wasn't very many. What are Croatian women like? Are they are they, are they hot? Beautiful. Absolutely. The hottest. Why don't you got one of those over there right now? I'm just saying. Well, look at me. <laughs> what do you mean, look at you? You're Tony motherfucking Mandridge. Nobody cares. Oh, you just not. You don't. Fuck you. You lost your. You lost your marketing skills. You used to be able to market like a motherfucker. Now you've given well, up. No, I, I haven't given up. I, the thing is, I don't. I don't want to deal with all the nonsense out in the world right now. You know what? I agree. There's so much bullshit. There's going a lot on. of bullshit. There's a lot of. Bullshit. And here's the thing. Like, if you do something, you know, then somebody can come back on you. You know, I don't and, care. And, they can come back on me with whatever they want. They just better pack a lunch. Well, no, what I'm saying is, like, what if, like, you go out some hot Croatian chick and everything was consensual and you later the Tony Mandrich fucking Calgary snake and next thing you know, she says, Tony Mandrich, you know, took me uh, and I did not like that and I did not want that. And meanwhile, it was completely consensual. That's the kind of, then she gets on a Twitter and she right. gets on the motherfucking Instagram right. and right. all of a sudden, right. you know, that's the shit I'm talking about. Then she shakes yeah. you down and next thing right. you know, you're writing a $30,000 check for that oh, bitch to go away. Yeah, then she could sue me for my debt. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in debt too. I got I, I got the IRS all over my ass. I, right. I I just I had to hire I had to hire an attorney to keep them off me. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. All Welcome right. So USA. So you take what was that very first it, that very first steroid? Was it? Uh, let me guess. Dina Ball. Yeah. The little blue ones. The little blue the, ones. The little, yeah. the little blue ones. They were so uh, nice, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, they were. And, and, it was and they amazing. got you and they got you strong. They got you they strong. Did. They did. They did. And then uh and then I was like, well, I had that mentality of uh, one little blue pill can get you that strong. Can you imagine what two of them can do or yeah. three of them? And then can and you then imagine? Like, and then if you can throw an Anadrol fifty on top of that with a fucking Deca chaser, and, and I and I think I told you the story about the Anadrol fifty. It's like I can only take that for a couple of days because after starting to take that, it's like I was looking for fights. You were just looking to beat fucking oh, people just up. Angry, just angry, just angry. So that you, you were like, I'll stay on the I'll stay on the Dyna ball, the Anadrol fifty. I would up. use it for I would use it for a, a like a kicker to start a cycle, like yeah. for two or three days, and then I would get just to off get you mad as a fucking hornet. <laughs> Were you really mean? Like, were you just a mean? Were you just a miserable, mean motherfucker? I wasn't miserable. Um, just me. I mean, not miserable, was, but just me. I was mean. very. I was, I, you know, I think a lot of people confuse mean with focused. 
Well, that's yeah. what mean people say. That's what big. That's what big mean people say when you're guilty. No. That's what Bubba Listen, tells me every day. What's that, Anna? <laughs> that's what Bubba tells me every day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just focused, you stupid bitch. <laughs> I'm just focused, you stupid bitch. What you don't do you know think? the pills I take. I take lots of pills to fucking maintain my shit. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's like, you know, when I, when you're focused on something that you want to accomplish and, you know, what do I do in my day that helps me get to that goal? Anything else that's distracting me from that goal is a distraction. So I remove it or I remove myself from that distraction. And that people confuse that with, you know, being a dick. It's like, no, sorry, I'm just trying to reach my goal. Yeah, but also, there came a point at Michigan State where you were big motherfucking man on campus, too. Let's mm-hmm. not forget that. They're probably, probably after your sophomore year, you probably were the shit, right? Yeah, I would say probably like, like yeah, I was an All-American twice. So yeah. After your yeah. sophomore year, going into your junior year, you redshirted your first. You had two. Yep. Then, you expl- then you were on All-American for your junior mm-hmm. and senior. So... For like two and a half, three years, he was like, oh, my God, that's motherfucking Tony Mandridge. You know, he'll kill a man if you look at him sideways. <clears throat> and he's fucking all the cheerleaders. But anyway, other than that. That's not true. <laughs> I would not kill anybody. <laughs> now, did you know when, when you are that much big man on campus, like I like mm-hmm. Dion told me this, so you can lie about it if you want. But Dion said, Sponge, my last year I never set foot in a classroom. I knew I was going pro. So like, did, did how was that for the same thing for you too, Tony? No, I um, I went to class. Uh, I didn't obviously graduate. I, gra- I only graduated last December. I went back oh. after 38 years and just five. I had five courses. I was short, so I graduated online. But really, um, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think it was important to finish something you started. But the thing is, and you know what, your parents would be so proud of that had they, if they were, you know, that you know what, that would be yeah, something that yeah. they would really, really be into. Well, that's part of the core value system that they, how they raised their family. It right. was like, you know, like well, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I did that was nonsense and stupid. And it's like, no, mom and dad didn't teach me that. That was of my own doing. Yeah. That, that's Tony. But, that's Tony. That's Tony world, not mom and dad, right, Croatian right, world. Right. right exactly. Now, did exactly. You, now was your dad, was he a badass? I mean, raising you and John, I mean, you know, he, he was, was, a, he, was he, he was from Croatia? First generation? Yeah. They, him and my mom, like, escaped Yugoslavia, which was at that time, you know, Croatia was a province in Yugoslavia. So they escaped for the sole fact of communism and spent nine months in a refugee camp in Austria while they were getting background checks to come to Canada, you know, like they do now at the border. <laughs> so n- how, how long, nine months? Nine months. In a camp? In a, camp in, a, in a refugee camp while they were getting background checks done by Canada because that's where their destination was. And when they got cleared, uh, they came to Canada and, you know, wanted boy, to make a better Boy, life. immigration has gotten far simpler, right? Yeah, apparently it's... Um, there are no background checks, really. There's some policy changes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got some policy changes, you know. <laughs> All right. So now they decided, you know, that what made them maybe pick Canada over America? I think they already had... There was somebody already in the Mandarich family from Croatia or Yugoslavia at the time that had done it like a year prior. And so they already knew somebody there. And, uh, and then 
when they got their paperwork and became citizens and all that. And my dad was a lumberjack up, up in Northern Canada for 10 years. I bet you he was a rugged motherfucker. He was one of the toughest people I've ever. How known. big was he? Like how he, big? Six foot, like 210. Not like the biggest guy in the world. Bigger than your average guy, but not the biggest but, guy hold in the on. world. But a fucking lumberjack. Like let's see, he's not working at a penny. You know, he's not as an accountant. He's a fucking lumberjack. He was relentless. He was relentless. Did he ever and, have to wear that ass out? You got a little lippy, and he had to just fucking wear that ass out. Wait, because I grew up in the same generation that you did, and my dad would only, beat me. My dad would beat me. He only had to do it twice. Oh. What were they over? Talking back to mom? Oh, yeah. No, the first time was like, you know, like something like mow the lawn. I didn't mow the lawn while he's working all day on construction or, or after, you know, or doing something that's, you know, whatever job he was doing at the time. And I didn't do it because I was too busy you know, wanting to uh, play Pong. Yeah, or something, right? <laughs> Pong, I think, just came out. That's all like, we had, motherfucker, was Pong. You and two. I were the same, maybe playing with our Rubik's Cube or our pet right. fucking rock. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and, he, and I remember, you know, he disciplined me, and and I was like, oh, like, that shit hurts, right? Yeah. And then, but a year later, this was so like, between like, this is like between five, six, seven years old, um, I think I got a little sassy with him. I just like, and it wasn't like nothing what you would think of today. I just probably said something flippantly that was like, just, you know, definitely not like something a kid would say today. Yeah. And like, 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 like yeah, right, dad. Or something. There's some, something yeah, bullshit. Exactly. Not exactly. like today's kids that would tell you to go fucking jump off a bridge, you stupid yeah, and asshole. I'm gonna, and I'm going to sue you and I'm <laughs> right. going to do this. And thing, as soon yeah. as you touch me, I'm calling child services and you're going to be locked right. the fuck up. So my dad hit me that second time and I was like, Everything became crystal clear on understanding how this shit works. How this yeah. shit works. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how about John? How about John? Was he? Would, did John ever have to? You know, because John was a little bit older than you, probably getting John into was, some mischief. John was a little, it, as much as I was a rebel. John was a little bit even more. Of a rebel. Oh hell yeah! Here you are, like in eighth grade, yeah. and he's like in like eleventh, twelfth grade. No, so, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, I was in eighth grade. Well, when I entered high school, he was leaving high school. So yeah, I know, but but in your middle school years, your brother was a big yes. sling and dick on, oh, yeah. and so oh, you don't yeah. think that that you didn't want you didn't want to hang out with at, that element, and at, he told at, you that you weren't cool enough, so get the fuck out of here. At St. Michael's at St. Michael's Elementary School in Oakville, I remember him telling a mom from another kid to lay the fuck off my bro little brother. <laughs> really, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, like my my brother was like screaming at his mom. It's like, tell your kid to stay away from my little brother. If he ever gets near him, I'm going to come to your house. Yeah. Like stuff you could do back then that you couldn't yeah. do today. You couldn't do any of that. Right. So right. now, so Tony, when you went to go play high school, your, your final year of high school, and it was John's final year of college at Kent state. Did you have a lot of colleges recruiting you? I know Nick Saban is the one that got to you. But right. did you have everybody and their brother? Like, were you an instantaneous? Like, that was IU, no. Ohio State, you know, there Wisconsin? Was, there, look, Ohio State was where I wanted to play. Um, and and part of it was probably being in Ohio that last sure. year. And there were Big Ten. They were big-time football. Um, there were some – there was probably a dozen big – what we would call big schools, Division One big schools that play on TV and stuff that recruited me, but not like Dion, Like, not like Dion was recruited and some of these other players were recruited. No, but, like, who were who, – I mean, did you have a – did you have a Michigan? A, did you yeah, have an I, Michigan. IU? Lee Corso was I, probably talking to you. Yeah, <laughs> IU, and then, you know, Ohio State told me that um, they didn't think I had what it took to play there. And I think that 
it was just, uh, I, I think there was a rule about how many Canadians or how many foreigners you can have on your team <laughs> in college. Which is completely opposite of today. Now they make you have more. Back then it was, we're going to ration this out. <laughs> and now it's, we want to put, I mean, now it's no. a fucking, you know, <clears throat> we want to no, put as many thing. foreigners as we can. In fact, we want more foreigners than we do Americans. <laughs> like I say, is I want the best pilot flying the plane. You know, did you go yeah. did, now? Where, where were where were your where were your visits? Did you do a visit? I to... went to Michigan. I went to Michigan State, obviously. Uh, I went to Kent State, but as soon as I went to Michigan State, I knew that was the place. It was blue collar. George Perlis was the head coach. He reminded me of my dad. He was Iron Fist. He was a defensive coordinator for the Steelers when they won the four Super Bowls in the seventies. Right, so. right, and so, and Nick Saban. Is the yeah. guy that ended up in your living room? I think Nick Saban was multiple times. The, the guy that you know you were drawn to as well. God. And he's Croatian. Yeah, and he's Croatian. Did you guys talk Croatian? He knew very little of it, right. but yeah, we did. He, a great human being. I mean, he gets, sometimes people get a like, give him a bad rap because you know he said he was going to this or that, or he you know, I don't like his attitude or. It's like, well, do you like to fucking win? Well, here's the deal. If you don't like Nick Saban, then you're a, you know, you are jealous because, I mean, you know, I I mean, and I I, like, he wears, he, you, you always know where you stand with him. He's still old school, um, you know, smash mouth fucking football and arguably will go down as the greatest college coach in the history of, of, of college. And and who would have thought? You know, and Bear Bryant being there, you know, many decades before him, who would have thought that he would really leave Bear Bryant was this afterthought? Not that he's an afterthought, but Bear Bryant is like, I mean, Bear Bryant is, I mean, this might I mean, piss some people off, but I mean, Bear Bryant is not the greatest coach no, Alabama's ever had. No, he's I mean, not. he's two. I mean, he was at one point. Sure, no, I mean, before Nick got there, and even was, probably yeah. halfway through Nick's tenure, but Agreed. then Nick just started reeling him off. And I don't think Nick's finished. No, I, I, I do, but I'm, I'm afraid Nick might get fucked by the NIL. I mean, I think. Yeah, that, that's a, that's that's, a whole different now philosophy. Can you imagine the way you yeah. marketed yourself, which was absolutely brilliantly, yeah. and all you had to do was worry about the combine and building hype up? That was the only thing. Now, can you imagine yeah. uh, how many company? Because you were, I mean, you were on the, you were on the, you were on these. Uh, the cover of Sports Illustrated, mm-hmm. you were, I mean. He had Pepsi. He you, had Pepsi I mean, you were, you did it beautifully. Can you imagine if NIL, there's NIL, there's supposedly, what, there's what, six, five and six million dollar football guys, Lummy? Yeah, in, yeah. In, I mean, yeah. I think it's going to ruin the sport, Tony. I, I don't I don't like it. Um, I think Nick what did address it uh, about a year ago because it's been around now what three four years. Yeah, it's been, yeah. going on three. Yeah, when he addressed it, but it's wide. It was three or four years yeah. ago. Wasn't as wide. Now it's just fucking wide open. Now it's yeah, wide he, open. He, he addressed it and said, "I don't want players that don't want to face adversity." And the reason a lot of these players leave the places that they're at is because there is an adversity. Of, oh, well, you know, the coach is not starting me or this or that, which, you know, it's like, yeah, some of that does exist and some of it is favoritism or politics, but it's like you have to face adversity and overcome adversity to. Now you just jump in the portal if your feelings get hurt and and you don't have to sit. Back in the day, I think you had to sit out a year and and it was a big, it was was a big, now it's just, hey, uh, you know, the coach maybe run three extra fucking laps. I hate this place. I'm out of here. Yep. Right. 
Yeah, and and I don't I don't agree with that. Well, that's why he was calling out Jimbo Fisher because he landed the most nal nal. Fuck players. Jimbo and Fisher. He went, I he's think, an. I, I think yeah, he, he sucks. He went seven right. and five, and, and Nick Saban's like, "Well, I made it to the playoffs." You know, so we'll see right. what happens. But the only one you remember is the one that wins. Yep. Saban, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, Jimbo Fisher better win some shit this year, or he's out of there because yeah. he's been a fail. Yeah. I mean, he's got the best nil program because of all that yeah. oil money. And I mean, he. I mean, right? Let me. Doesn't, yeah. he, doesn't he have? I mean, like he lends the most, the highest recruits. He gives the most. I wonder how. Uh, De- I wonder how Dion's going to do at Colorado. What do you? What do you? What do you think, Tony? I think he's going to kick ass. I do too. I hope he does. I really hope he does too, because I'm pulling for him. I really like Dion. He's always been good to me. And hey, would you? Um, hey, now Dion's like fucking my best buddy. Would you meet me in Boulder for a game? Absolutely. For real. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll, talk, I'll be your hype man, too. I'll be your fucking hype man. Be like, yeah, well, you offensive Deion, lineman. Yeah. Fucking, I'm having my boy put on some fucking pads here, bitches. You better stop. <laughs> well, and Dion, you know, Dion, uh, you know, he he was in the E60. They talked about Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The stuff. So, and and we did a lot of preseason All-American, like, because we were picked preseason All-American our senior years, like, for Playboy, preseason All-American, Kodak, preseason All-American. So you guys so even we, before, like, we, you guys We got to were, know each other. Right, right. Yeah. And can you imagine him in the NIL? Oh, oh, oh my God! Yeah, his whole fucking life's been in NIL. <laughs> I mean, he, he he used to when we, no, that guy uh, can market. Oh my that God! He used to tell market. me three things: if it don't make money, it don't make sense, and if I'm getting out of bed, somebody's paying for it. And and he then he said, if whatever in your life isn't multiplying and adding, is probably subtracting and dividing, and you need to get rid of it. That's a great, that last part is especially great. He's, he's so, and he's such a, he's, when I went through my really, really tough, tough times and some of the controversies that I've been part of, he was one of my, one of my, one of my main friends that didn't turn their back on me. He's, he's genuine and he's old school and uh, I'd love to coordinate that that we meet in Boulder and, 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 you know, go hang out and, and shit. That'd be great. It'd be awesome. So I, I listen, we're going to play the word association game before I let you go. Okay. And it's just, I'm going to name, I'm just going to name a name. And this is a player that you've played with. And it right. just the first thing that comes off your head. Just okay. the, It could be multiple words. It doesn't have to be one word. Just your first thought, okay? Okay. Leroy Butler. Awesome. Ron Holstrom. Very awesome. Now, some of them are going to be... Some, you know, Ron Holstrom, a very awesome human being. I mean... Hold on. Just, where, did Hol, where did Ron Holstrom play college ball? Iowa. There you go. Okay. Now, some of them are going to be a little bit deep, deep Packer shit that only, like, you and I would probably... Like, nobody else would know. Ready? Okay. Herman Fontenot. Uh, Herm. Herm. Good guy. Good guy. Good guy. Good, uh, guy. Daryl Thompson. Great guy. Running back out of Minnesota. Minnesota. Out of Minnesota. Thirty-nine. I think they drafted him f- first, yeah. and he and he never really, he never really. Yeah. Nineteenth overall. Jackie Harris. No, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna we we'll I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough, <laughs> so I just say no comment. No comment. And now here's a name that's gonna blow your mind. You may not even know the guy, but I know he was on the team. Vi Sikahama. Oh, I remember Vi. 
Remember, he was uh, shorty, un- unbelievable. Shorty, shorty. Is that what they called him, Shorty? <laughs> no, that's what I'm calling him now. Oh. <laughs> he played for Philly, too. Yeah, and he was uh, like a – I think the Packers got him in for one year for just to be a return specialist. Yeah, yeah he was a good, good dude. Here's one of my all-time favorite Packers, Chuck Cecil. Yeah, man, Chuck laid the wood to people coming across the middle. Oh, uh, bald-headed and all, right? And and just you look at him like in a T-shirt and jeans, and you're like, that's Chuck Cecil who, like, annihilates people on the field? It's like, uh-huh. Robert Brown. Oh, he's a stud. Big guy, right? Uh, great player, quiet, good dude. Jeff Query. Next. <laughs> Brian Noble. Good guy. Uh, and Marshall Falk. Next. No, 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 no. Um, he, he's, a, he's a pro. That's it? He's a pro, yeah. Okay. There's a few names there I wish you would have mentioned. I would have gave you some nice colorful Jeff, answers, Jeff, but we'll leave that for next time. Jeff Burris. <laughs> Jeff Burris. I don't even think I remember. Colts. Uh, I, I do barely remember him, but not enough to give you. And a, I know you this. I know you know this guy. You paid right beside him, Adam Meadows. Good, funny as hell. I heard. I for I I was told. To, I was told by a friend to ask you specifically about him because you guys, good. I supposedly were good friends, and he is funnier than shit. Is what I was told. Funnier than shit. Played at Georgia, right? I think. And and I, if yeah, if we have two minutes, I can tell you. A funny oh, we got story. more. We got all the time in the world. I mean, yeah, you got to take Georgia. pictures, and I got to go There's take a, a nap. <laughs> You got what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a drill called inside drill, and it's against it's right after it's like probably the first third of practice, and it's basically take out the wide receivers, take out the safeties, and all that, and it's basically 15 plays that are scripted, and it's it, and we're telling the defense. We're running every play. It's called inside drill. So it's Tight just ends. it's just the boys in the box and the linebackers. The boys in the box and the linebackers and the running backs and um, and the quarterback. You know, quarterback. Tight, tight, and, does tight end stay? Tight end stay. Tight end stays. Wide receivers, flankers yep. gone. Yep. And one hundred percent, we're not passing. There's no play action. There's no faking. There's no, it's all run. It could right. be a toss. It could be a right. lead up the middle. And so I mean, they're anchoring down. Okay. So it's hot and humid as shit in Anderson, Indiana during camp. And so they have 15 plays scripted. The starters run the first five. Second team runs the second five. Third team or or third five reps or uh, 10 through 15 goes back to the first team starters. So me and Adam are starters. I'm playing guard at the time. He's playing tackle. So we run the, it's, and it's brutal. So it's a hard drill to begin with. We run five plays. Our guys that are second, that are our backups are hurt that day. So we have to stay in and run basically. Ten, now you got to run five more. Right. And we and then the last five we run anyway. So we know we're running 15. This is before we even run the first one because our guys that are back, our backups are hurt. Right. So so we're like, hey, fuck it. Pull up your big boy panties and do it. You're right. getting paid seven figures to do this. Do it. Right. right. And after the first, like you're in the huddle before the first play and the sweats. Is now is this with Harbaugh or with Peyton? This is with Peyton. Right. And Lindy is head coach. And uh, and Lindy's like standing right there. And then we run like, you know, seven, eight plays, nine plays. And we're starting to get tired, right? And it's like we get to the 13th play. And it could have been Adam. Like he 
flinched, like like it jumped offside. Not false, like obviously false start, but flinched, but, right. right? False start. And like they stopped it. This is like the 13th play. He stopped the drill and he's getting cussed out and coach is screaming at him. And he's like, they're like, get back in the huddle and you know, let's call another play. So this is now the 13th play again. So we run the 13th play fine, 14th play fine, 15th play, I jump. <laughs> you, you get your ass reamed out. I wish. Fuck it. Start the drill over. Back to one? Back to one. It was so ridiculously hot and humid. We were sweating. The Players Association wouldn't even allow that today's standard. Oh, I know. So we're in the huddle, and it was the huddle at that time where we still had our hands on our knees. And, and I'm looking at Adam, and he's looking at me beside each other. And it was like one of those fucking moments of like, and he looked at me, he goes, are you fucking, fucking kidding me? me? He goes, this is not worth seven seven. He's like, this ain't worth the million six they're paying me. Suck my dick. Fuck off. I'm not doing 30 plays. It it became like, it's like we became punch drunk. It was like, I don't care anymore. I don't care if I die. I don't care if I I hit the guy. I don't care if I lose a limb. I don't care. I don't care if I miss my block. It was like, we were that delirious. We ended up running like 30 plays. And, and, And how did you guys do? I mean, we did it. We did it, and but and, would they would they would they measure it on whether you get a first down or not? Would they measure it like on that, or would they just measure yeah. it on? I mean, would four measure yards. it on yards? Um, four yards, four yards, four I yards, mean, four yards. Because you know, three plays, four yards, first down, right? Did so, you like? Did you like playing for Jim Mora? Um, uh, yeah, I did. I didn't yeah. mind it. I, I thought he was a good coach. I last, he was a good coach. one of my last couple questions, Tony, is when you decide to get back in the league, and we've kind of started to talk about this a little bit. Then I. And then I got distracted by, I think, maybe a Dyna ball, um, <clears throat> maybe growth kicker. But, um, like, when you said, okay, I'm fucking clean, um, you get clean. You First of all, you get clean. Well, first of all, you get out, you, you leave Green Bay, you have three years, you're still fucking doing bad shit. It, it gets worse. Yeah. <clears throat> right. It gets worse. You finally go to rehab. You get clean. Uh, 18, 17, 18 months later, you're, you're back in the league for that period of time where you just training your ass off. I mean, did you know, okay, you're back in the gym and you're like, you know what? I'm getting strong again. And yeah. you know, I, you know, you probably, what were you, what were you at that time? Maybe 310, 305. Well, when I left, obviously, like we said earlier, when I left treatment, I was 255. Right. Six months later, six months later, I was 295. And I mean, just, are you just proteining up, eating right? I mean, you know how to do it. I mean, like, yeah. you know how to do it. You know, yeah. whether yeah. you're shortcut. I was it doing or, it. I was no, no, there was no shortcut. No, no. I, I said whether it. you shortcut yeah, 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 it or whether yeah. you did it the right way. Yeah. You know how yeah. to do it. Yeah. And and I'll tell you, and I'll share something with you. And I maybe I shared it on the last show, but this is like there is no embellishment to the, what I'm about to tell you. I knew that, like, I wasn't worried about strength, and because I knew that would come back. I was worried about foot speed because three right. years of being away from that, and not just being away from it, but being a, a dumbass drug addict right um i played racquetball seven days a week for six months i don't know that you've ever told anybody that i I played racquetball seven days a week for six months because you're constantly changing direction right feet right forward back side side whatever hand-eye coordination was part of it but it was more for footwork for six straight months every day every didn't matter what every single day and I mean, and people don't realize, man, you can bench press a Buick, but that doesn't mean shit in the league. It's all foot speed, is it not? I mean, to, you got to be able to move, yeah. yeah and I mean, and and not to be funny, but you got to be able to think on the run. You know, like, you, I you have mean, to adjust. You're constantly adjusting. 
Well, I mean, and in today's and in today's world, I mean, the fucking audible system in itself is is all. I mean, I would some of the stuff, <laughs> some of the stuff in it that Peyton would call. I, I would be like, "Are you fucking kidding me? That you just <laughs> said everything you just said? What you just said took fifteen seconds." Right <laughs> but, but, now, would you would you sometimes look at Meadows and go, "What the fuck?" I mean. It's just, just a, at each other and it's just a 22 dive, and this motherfucker's got an Omaha with a fucking Sunoco, right. Sunoco kicker and, and a fucking so, blue, blue fucking Willie. So, and so many times Omaha meant absolutely nothing. Uh, you know, that's what somebody told me, that he did that a lot just, <laughs> yeah. to, just to fuck with people yeah. and that, yeah. you know, it meant nothing. Yeah. Well, a lot, of, point, a, lot of the, yeah. a lot of the quarterbacks, modern-day quarterbacks, like three quarters of it is, is gibberish. Like it yeah, yeah, yeah. means nothing. Agreed. You yeah. you're listening for on an on an audio, on an audible. Yeah. You're listening for you know what the code word to, to make it an audible is. Yeah. yeah. Then what follows it, yeah. and then then they'll throw a bunch of other bullshit in there. Yeah. Now, does there is there any? Do you think teams nowadays figure out the audible system? Oh yeah, they they would figure it out when I was playing. Really? And you you would know after one series of like plays, like you would know that they know. They know now that brown is the live color. So would you guys, you know, say okay now sideline, red? They yeah, or they'd say yeah. They wouldn't usually use red or blue because those were used like so common and they're hard, like one syllable. Would the fucker say but... fuchsia, 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 oh, magenta, magenta, <laughs> magenta, magenta, baby shit um, brown, baby right. shit brown. No, but they would they would say uh, they would just say um, disregard the color and just listen to the number, right? How often, how much did you and your guy beside you communicate? Like, would you literally say, you know, uh, if nothing, you know, if, yeah, like there's, uh, you come out of the huddle, you know, the, like, depending on the defense, right? You know, you kind of have an idea, okay, they're probably going to run this defense. This is what we're probably going to do because we've been practicing it all week. If nothing is really said, then it's on onward with your work, right? Or, or with your assignment. But let's say you had a linebacker that's already let's let's kind of maybe inching up to your gap yeah. on your inside, and yeah. you need to add and be either you guys or somebody's going well, to get them. Well, I just be like, yeah, because the longest way to the shortest route to the quarterbacks, the middle, right, right, right. The longest. The, so we, you know, we. So if use... let's say you're playing guard and you had a guy straight up on the nose, and then one of these sneaky linebacker motherfuckers comes up and and is either head up and he's you know yeah. head up in that gap, yep. you know, you're probably talking we to your were, center. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it wouldn't be much like it would be keywords like creeping, creeping, creeping. Right. You know, he's creeping. Or uh bullshit creeping, bullshit creeping. Meaning because that he's just faking. The he's faking. Right. Yeah. And you learn that from watching film. Right, right. Uh Tony Mandritz on the phone. I love this guy yeah. and uh I could talk to him. I probably talk to him. I probably over talk to him. He probably gets tired of fucking hearing me talk so much. <laughs> no, I don't. But, that's why he's wearing his Packers hat today. That's Is he wearing right. his Packers hat? Yeah. There we go. Well, what did you think about the draft? What did you think about the draft? We didn't even talk about you, the, the Packers yeah. draft. They got this one guy out of Iowa. He's an edge rusher. Uh-huh. I, they don't think they got any. I don't think they got any offensive linemen at all. Did they get any offensive linemen? Let me. I, I don't, don't know. Think so. Man, I was watching this one guy on the board, and he was projected to go like second round early. He was from Ohio State, Lummy. Maybe you could look at him. He was fucking huge. He was like six seven. Uh, three thirty-five, and he was projected to be a second rounder, and he was from Ohio State. I remember that, Lummy. Maybe you can find out. And he ended up going in the seventh. 
like the Whoa. sixth or the seventh. He just kept dropping. Whoa. And how can somebody get it that wrong, Tony? Off the field, off the field, something they found out off the they, field. Kind of like what happened to Sap. We ended up being good friends with Sap when when he was here. And remember, Sap got like they said he smoked weed or some bullshit, and he right, dropped. He right, was supposed right. to be a top five guy and ended up like fifteenth. Right. But shit like that, and, and a yeah, lot yeah. of times, a lot of times, it's not even true. It's other teams playing bullshit games because they want that yeah. guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're, you know, if you do your due diligence and you're your own team, you have the money to do the the right research. Dewan Jones, uh, fourth round pick, six eight three seventy five. Fourth round, but he was projected to go second. One, yes, yeah. he was. Yeah. How big is he? A uh, six eight three seventy five. Jesus, Tony, six eight three three seventy five. Yeah. Now, what you don't understand, Tony, is my Lummy right here. Lummy, say hi. Just say hey. hi. He's six six, three hundred. Well, I saw uh, I saw him kicking the shit out of you in pickleball or was it tennis or something that you guys were playing a couple weeks. No, ago? that was that was that was that was Doctor. That was Doctor. That was our that was our other buddy. He's he's a little guy. He's a he's a plastic surgeon. Okay, he's okay. the one who puts tits on all my girlfriends. <laughs> and, um, and then they leave me. And then they leave me. <laughs> take the tits and run. But um, Lummy is six six, and you are Lummy's... you. Lummy was an offensive lineman, uh, but he wasn't mean enough. He's no. he's kind he's kind of a I pussy. Got narrow shoulders. You got what? Narrow shoulders. Is that what they said? Yeah, that's what Levitt said. I had narrow shoulders. I'd never be a I'd never be a that's good tackle. So he put me that's at guard. That's because you skipped shoulder day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one likes shoulders. But hey, Tony, remember when we were growing up, man, the league has changed so much. Now the offensive linemen, they get these teeny tiny little fucking shoulder pads. And back when we were growing up, man, it was you tried to get the biggest fucking ones you could get. Remember the, just the big. With the neck roll. Yeah, big neck yeah. roll on there and everything. The epitome of badassery looking was that some pictures of Jack Lambert. Yes. Just missing teeth. Yeah. Blood everywhere. I mean, I was like, when I saw stuff like that, I was like, when I grow up, that's what I want to be. Jack Lambert was a fucking stud. And now, if I was a kid now, and I don't think I would have wanted to play football. What would you play? Basketball? No, I'd probably become like a rocket scientist or something. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Well, honest to God, if you had to do it all over again with your size, your natural size, not your built up, not your dynaball size, but your yeah. natural size, because naturally yeah. you're, you know, six, six, you know, yeah, probably two sixty five, two seventy, straight natural, you know, without even fucking yeah. without even really trying. I've been natural for quite a few decades now, so yeah. I mean, I'm two seventy five. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and but, you know, <clears throat> naturally you would have been probably a hell of a basketball player, right? I was okay. I mean, even in college when I was very athletic, like, you know, know, young and stuff. And before I got really ginormously big. Could you dunk? um, Oh, yeah. Man, can um, you imagine when he was at his biggest dunking, man? Fucking tear the rim down. No, look, when I see guys like, when I see certain guys, well, I'll use Shaq for an example, even though he's now already considered old school. But when I would see Shaq, like, I never saw him play in person, but I was like, holy smokes, like, that guy could play tackle in the NFL. Oh, can you imagine? I mean, like, it's just unbelievable. And um, and there's another guy, like, my favorite my favorite two players are Jordan and, and Kobe, like, by far, like, hands down by far. You're not a Larry Bird fan? No, I'm not a Boston Celtics fan. You know, Larry, I hate, I hate to be a name game, but you know, Larry Bird's brother was my roommate in college. Je- Je- Jeff Bird and Larry would yeah. send us money because you know you're in college, you're broke, 
And yeah. so uh, Jeff Bird, and I end up being getting to be friends with Larry, and he's been on the show a few times. And he's like a crazy, like incredible player. Oh, I know. know growing up, I was, you know, white and slow. You sh- white and right. slow with no chance. And that was, and yeah, <laughs> like really, really white. Yeah, Not just regular white, but really white. <laughs> We should add that to the alphabet suit people. They're really, really white. Right? Yeah, they're really like... <laughs> white. Like, I mean, like African-Americans, they have, you know, red bone and there's different variations of African-Americans. Why can't we have white and then right. really fucking white? You right. know, yeah, I don't know. I feel I don't feel like I'm included. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you're included. I don't think I am. You're a you're, you're a Croatian. What, via what letter would I what letter would I be? What do you mean? In the alphabet suit letters, mm. what letter would I be? Maybe add an X. Um, I think you'd be triple X. Triple X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're tri- maybe I'm part of maybe I'm part of the plus. Triple X there plus. You there you go. Yeah. We can start a whole new fucking know. thing. A, yeah. a whole new sexuality. Right. A whole triple yeah. X plus means you're a bigger dude that likes women. Yeah. Yeah. Triple X <laughs> yeah. plus. We need to. We, we need. need to brand we need that. to be included. We need to, we need to get some fucking federal. We need federal, to talk to Dion. We need, we need to get some. Hey, Dion, can you help us promote me and Tony's new thing? It's called Triple X Plus. It's only for white guys right. that are bigger. He's like, man, you two have lost your mind. Get the hell out of here. Tell, He's like, t- who, who is this? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Tony Manrich, I remember him. I went fifth, and he went second. He got a little. No, I think. I think you did get a little more money than him. I think. I think no, he got I don't like. Think I did. No, I, I had it written down who made what. Aikman got the most, I thought. No, no, no. I think I think Barry got the most. Yeah, I think Barry got the most. Barry got the most per year. Man, why'd Barry quit so young? Just because he was getting beat up and the, and the Lions sucked so bad? Because he was probably because he was smart. Dion got four years, four point four million. And that's what Tony got. Tony got four four. Didn't you, Tony? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you guys tied. Dion Dion would told me one time he goes. At the Combine, I only met with 10 teams because I know I wasn't going any worse than 10th. He goes, I didn't have to meet those other 20 teams. Screw them. The, the, did, did, the, did the Packers, when at the Combine, They, I guess each team will do like a little interview with you, won't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit down, yeah. Did you, yeah, I they, mean, you knew you were going top 10. Top, did, did, you yeah. go, did you go talk to the other teams? Well, Kansas, I mean, you know, Green Bay talked to me. Kansas City talked to me. Um, did you have an idea? Did you know you're going to the Packers? I knew two weeks before the draft. Did they like, is that when they started knew, working the, your deal? Yeah. And I knew it because um, uh, Dallas had declared publicly in the media that they were going to take Troy. Right. And so then Green Bay said publicly, if they hold to their word and take Troy, then we're going to take Manridge. Yeah. And then third was um, Barry. Yeah, Barry. Was Barry. Barry. Fourth was was Derek, Derek, Derek and then Thomas. fifth fifth was Dion was Dion Sanders, uh, Tony Mandrich. Uh, we we become new best buddies, and every I don't know few weeks or so, uh, we're gonna call him up just to shoot the shit. What do you think? What do you think about this? Um, what this cocaine in the White House shit? I mean, we talk about illicit stuff a lot during. I mean, our entire show is talking about you know. You know, steroids look, okay, or pain, like, pain pills any, at this point it could be anybody's it, you know everybody thinks hunter biden i mean that's my first thought but i'm like who cares if it's hunter biden's or whatever a little cocaine in the white house is the least of our concerns <laughs> at this point in my opinion it's like we have so many things going wrong and so many policies that are 
fucked up. And, and think about how much people. cocaine's been in the White House over the years. Oh Probably a lot. Can you imagine? I mean, JFK I mean, was just doing like rails that. off bitches' snatches. You know they was. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and cigars, right? Yeah. Yeah, Bill, Clinton. yeah, yeah. Bill Clinton's, like, you know, like, dildo, and, real... dildo and Monica Lewinsky in, in the Rose Garden <laughs> with Afro. What was that? <laughs> I mean, think about, I mean, think about, I mean, now in today's world, they run a much tighter ship, but back in the day, I don't know if you know, but Kennedy had these two interns frickin' frack that he was fucking. Did you know that? It wouldn't surprise me. No, they. If you, it's been very well noted. Look, look yeah. under your Google machine there. But oh, yeah, because I trust everything Google, Google says. Yeah. <laughs> did you see where? Did you see if where Google Trudeau? Says it. Did you see where Trudeau is going to outlaw Google or some bullshit in in Canada? Yeah. Of course. How does this? Want. How does this fucker keep getting reelected? Well, if oh, you're a did... dictator, if you're a dictator, you can do shit like that. Well, can he not be uh, unelected or something like that? Did he pass some well, kind of law? There's a, I mean, they're still run literally under the British monarchy, which is why the U.S. isn't, because we decided, I shouldn't say we, because I'm not an American citizen, although I've lived here most of my life. It's like, that's why you had the Boston Tea Party. That's why you happened, that's why what everything happened in 1770 and all those years right before 1776, because we gave Great Britain the big finger and said, no, we're not following you. But rules. Canada's a bunch of soft pussies. They won't give them the big f- finger and say, we want to be our own fucking... You want yeah. the Queen's birthday off still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's like, in Canada, Canadians will punch you in the face and then apologize for it. They will. <laughs> Tony Mandrit's on the phone. Tony, so what do you got lined up for today? What's, what's on Tony Mandridge's world today? Well, right now, to my left, my dog is staring at me. And What he's kind like, of dog you got? A Newfoundland, a brown Newfoundland. Big one. Big. He looks like a bear. He's, he's, he's like, Dad, I got a shit. A, Can you take me he's outside, a buck please? 40. He's like, I'd have to drop a Lincoln log. <laughs> I got and six I got... Lincoln logs, and then you got to feed me. <laughs> and then I need to lick my balls. And then I need to lick my asshole to clean it up. And then, you know, maybe about four <laughs> or five o'clock, I can get another round of food. He's the best dog. He is the best. Uh, Tony, thank you so very much, my friend. Tony, do you ever go out to any high schools or anything? Does like the coaches ever call you locally to yeah. come talk to the boys and and yep. teach them some footwork stuff and stuff I, like that? I, I do, and I did a lot more before COVID. And then you know, COVID, you know, it was like what twenty and twenty twenty one was kind of right. sketchy for everybody, and um, so it's starting to pick up again slowly. But you know, it's it's it, there's so much now other issues of signaling like virtue signaling and stuff and a lot of people know that i have a stance on and i will say my stance so and it doesn't jive with a lot of educators if you will yeah i know but your stance is like that of a man like i'm just (laughs) saying like i mean like i mean your your stance isn't so far fucking whacked out where we're talking about aliens and bullshit i mean like you know conspiracy theory i mean although nothing's wrong with any of that shit but i mean like you have the stance of a 57 year old man yeah period and 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 it's you know and i'm not saying i'm not using that as an excuse on why i'm not doing that as much but it's like when you're asked look you got to be careful like nobody ever had to come up to me pre-pandemic to say you got to be careful not to drop f-bombs or this because they know it's like yeah i'm speaking to kids i want to be an example right. you know you want to be a good example it's like well now you can't it's like i gotta respect people's pronouns and this and that and it's like not this is not the man I, I come from a little little town from it's called warsaw indiana it's 50 oh, yeah, miles I know it. 50 you I know, know it. you know warsaw 
Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I, don't know, I don't know it well, but I know it. Yeah. But it's 50 miles south of South Bend. And our head coach, we just our, our football team was, we were always a basketball town. We won the state championship yeah. a few years. But we were never really a football school until right. this new dude came about five years ago. And this motherfucker is straight old school. And he's in the Indiana Hall of Fame. And, and he came out of retirement to come coach for Warsaw. And this guy, he passes about 10 times a year. No, I mean a year. He runs like that, pretty much. The he runs team. a wishbone, <laughs> smash mouth, up your fucking it. ass football, and and so I was a captain in '84, and every year I go back and just talk to the kids like before senior night, and yeah, yeah. I just you know say, hey, listen, a lot of us old guys, you know, wish we could have one last game, just a little motivational yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And but this guy, man, he he he's the kind of coach, like. Fuck is, you know, every, like, you know, like, that's not a big deal at all. Right. You know, right like, you know, right. so yeah. I was talking to this one, their, their best offensive lineman. He was last year's MVP and everything. And he was like six four, two thirty five, two forty, 235, 240. And uh, I'm at practice and he's uh, running laps, not in uniform. I'm like, what's, why aren't you, you know, why? And he's got the C captain and everything. I'm like, why aren't right, you, right. why aren't you suited up? Uh, his name's Jimmy. He right. goes, well, because I was at a party and I drank some beer and I made some wrong decisions and uh, coach suspended me. And this is for like the conference championship the next game. Oof. And coach suspended him and he had to run laps around the football field for the entire practice. But that's the kind of guy he is. And like, yeah. you know, he's just that would be that, like that that's, was our era. that. Yeah. But that's the kind of like place you could coach at. Like, you know, we could be like, what yeah, the yeah, yeah. fuck? That fucking footwork was yeah. the worst shit I've ever seen. Get back and do right. it again. Right, right. But and in some like, but in some places, like you said, maybe some of the bigger metropolitan areas like Phoenix and things like that, where people are so fucking woke, you know, that they you would, you, they'd be like, uh, Mr. Mandridge, you know, you can't say uh, what the fuck. You, uh, yeah. your, your footwork sucks, little Jimmy. You have to tell him that he can get better on his footwork and uh, anything and positive. Every yeah, yeah, that was pretty good footwork, yeah. Jimmy, and yeah. that could maybe work if we were playing a bullshit team, but uh, it's not going to work for me. If we were in a pillow fight, it was if you're playing a girls' fucking lacrosse team, maybe Jimmy. <laughs> hey, and you know what? I'm all for. I'm all for. You know these. You know they they, they want to put these chicks. The, uh, these guys running against yeah. girls and shit like that. Yeah. I'm like, let's do the opposite. Let's put girls on the football field. Hey, uh, yeah, and and yeah, uh, you don't see much of that, do you? No, no. I want to see all of it. I want to yeah. see every no, fucking no, but, bit of it. But but currently, we don't see much of that. No, like I don't see actually any examples hardly of that. No, ex- see, and and, and let's be honest. Oh yeah, the, the other ways. Yeah, you know how good I, how good I would have been as a girl fucking softball player. I would have been all world. I, I already <laughs> have big tits. Listen, Bubba, I think we can, I think this is an opportunity for us to go play sports again. I think so. I I, I can be uh, you and I. We got to think about what sport. Probably have to be like the WNBA. And I'll oh, be, I'd love to do that. Yeah, I'll oh. just I'll, here. I'll be the fat little uh, point guard, and I'll fucking throw it into you, and then you just dunk it over those bitches, okay? Right. Exactly. <clears throat> I mean, we. I mean, we be. We be. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't even know that I'm good, better than some of those girls. They could probably beat me. We might think of another sport. If they had girls football, maybe Tony and I could go dominate that. I yeah. fucking. Yeah. I would. Run, I'd be the fullback, and I'd run right over a bitch. <clears throat> Tony, as a big guy, did you always, as a blind man, you always wanted to run the ball. Did you ever want to run the ball? I always did. 
Yeah, heck yeah. yeah I mean, everyone that was did. the name of the game. I mean, it was like. No, did you ever want to be the running back? Oh, the running back? Yeah. There was, few, there was a few times. There's a few clips out there on the internet somewhere where it was against Michigan, too, where I maybe I didn't run the ball, but I was like uh, put in a fullback position. Like a fridge blocker kind of deal? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, uh, I picked off Rick Meyer. Remember that guy? Yes. He was a yes. freshman, and I was a senior. At India at, at Warsaw and I and we we played we practiced it all week that they threw this bullshit little middle screen and I was a nose guard and it was and I was the slowest so it right. wasn't like I was staying back because I knew the play I just couldn't get right. through my guy and so they throw this middle fucking screen well it's right at me it's right at me so I grab it I get it and I start fucking running run, well my my linemen are ahead of me instead of because right. I'm slow. So right. I'm like, start blocking for me. And I got caught at the three. I got oh, caught at the fuck man. my one time in life to score a touch. That should be my new fucking book. I got caught at the three. <laughs> 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 Listen, Tony, go feed your Newfoundland. Go I work. Will. Are you working out today? I did. I did legs today. Yeah, I'm going to do chest. Uh, should, I show, should, I show, should I show Tony my calves, of my course. unbelievable calves? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Are they jacked up? Yeah. Oh my gosh! They're no? so big we can't. They're so big we can't even see them. Yeah, on the no, you gotta lift. You gotta put, put it on the chair, Bubba. I can't get him. I can't get my little legs up. You can't get he's his little legs cr- up. He's down he's gonna, ass up. I can't. He's gonna. Him. He's he's gonna cramp up. If... <laughs> 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 I don't have to go lift him up. I got my own. I got my own gym. Hey, I saw some hamstring though. I got. I saw some hamstring yeah. definition. I got my own gym. You should fly to fucking Tampa. I got two extra bedrooms. Fly to Tampa. Hang out with me. We'll go to dinner. We'll go to a fucking. You like Longhorn? I, I, I guarantee he loves Long. They make fun of me because my favorite place to eat is Longhorn Steakhouse. It's the only place he'll go. You like Longhorn, Tony? I, li- I like Longhorn. Yeah, Tony likes steak. Yeah. He likes yeah. ribs. Yeah. Well, I just he's not some fucking. He's, he's not some into. vegetarian like you. No. No. That'd be the no, worst. No, no, no. He's a no. meat eater. Look oh, at him. Is Anna a vegetarian? Yeah. yeah Anna, Anna, Anna. That's not healthy for you. No, really? it's, no, oh, it's no. not. No, you got to add some meat to your I, life. Do I? Okay. The only meat <laughs> she gets is a nine-inch cop oh, from her boyfriend. Okay. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Tony, you need to come to Tampa, man. Yeah. Uh, for real, I mean, like for real, we would. Ha- I have my own. G- I have my own gym. In your in your place, I'm, I'm the fattest guy to have his own gym. <laughs> no, like a half a mile from our studio is this big warehouse, and I got all Nautilus, and 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 it's only it's nobody can be there. I mean, it's not open to the public. It's just mine. Right. Well, let's do it, but let's not do it in the summer when it's no super humid. Well, super humid there. Let's do it like in November or some bullshit. Yeah, football season. We'll go to a game or something. Yeah, I yeah. got listen. The guy on my show that you saw me beating in pickleball, Dr. Dan Diaco, yeah. they got a luxury yeah. box. Awesome. Food, you know, VIP parking, whole nine yards. And then, we can, then we can train together. Yes. But I train really pussified. Like, I'm really, like, I'm going to be honest with you, Tony. I don't train heavy at you. all. I'll push you. No. Well, you don't have to train heavy. You don't have to train heavy to, to train intense. Yeah, no, I train, like, like on bench. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, but I'll put on uh, 95, one, no, one, 95. Because well, if you shoulders put, all fucked tw- up. I got, I got a torn rotator cuff. I'll put 25s oh, on each, that. I got 25s on each side, which is 95, and right. I'll do 100 of them. Oh, that's intense. That's then, intense training. But it's the last, and then I'll, t- then I'll t- do yeah. 50, then yeah. I'll do 25, and that's then I'll that's, get on yeah. the pec deck and try to superset that, yeah. you know. Yeah. 
Tony, I mean, uh, Lummy, do you know how cool it would be to train with fucking Tony Mandridge? Oh, that'd be badass. Yeah, like like we were pumping up like like for uh, Guns N' Roses again and shit. We'll get jacked <laughs> up. We'll get jacked up and and get some uh, schmedium t-shirts and. Well, no, around. see, you you on. look good in a schmedium. I still probably <laughs> am requiring a triple X. Okay, buddy. <laughs> hey, the next couple weeks or so, uh, let's bullshit again if we can, T. I'd love to. I'd love to. All right, buddy. It's always a great time. Always a great time. Love you guys. Love you too, man. And Thanks, look forward. Tony. And listen, tell everybody where they can find you. Tony, let's promote your stuff again. Was it Tony Mandridge Media? TonyMandridge.com. Just my name, .com. Tony and, Mand- or, if they go, or if they go to my Instagram, which is all my name, Tony Mandridge, there's a link tree link there that takes you to a bunch of different links. Yep. Perfect. We'll do all that and more, okay? Cool. cool. Tony, good talking to you. Bye, good Tony. Seeing you guys. Bye, Tony. Bye. See you. Bye, guys. Thank Bye. you. Bye, Tony. Have a great day. You too. God, I love that guy. I, I do. Tell. He's such. He's, I just down to earth. He's my buddy, man. I just love that guy. That'd be badass if you could work out with him. Oh, I'd be great to get him to Tampa and take him out to dinner. Maybe the dollhouse. Oh yeah. You'd date him more than you do Merch Craig. I'd, I'd take him. I'd take. I'd say, listen, Merch Craig. I got a really special. Go friend. in your hidey hole. Don't come out for the next thirty-six hours. <laughs> I can see you guys in the smart car. <laughs> Me and Tony in the smart car. <laughs> going to the gym. <sighs> oh. Hannah, he even knows you. You know, he does his research. He he watches the show and stuff, and he he knows who you are. Yeah, he's not a fan of my my dieting habits. No. Nobody is. Oh, <laughs> nobody is. <laughs> I mean, really? Like, how many people have gone? Oh my God, that's great. No Maybe you're certain. Yeah, not any in our no circles. Let me. Can you send? Can, I got. I got to get a hold of the merch quick. See if we got some merch that Tony doesn't have. Yeah. I, I want to. I wonder if his dog would fit not. It's a huge fucking dog. Yeah, that's true. See you guys tomorrow.